polo on top of it, and then a sports coat. Who the fuck dresses like that? <laughs> that guy. Somebody that doesn't who was, make any somebody sense. Somebody who is not from this earth. But not of this world. I just, All right, ready? Here go. we go. No. Yeah, we don't need any buzzing. Why, how much shit do you have? Yeah! How much stuff do you have? Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to episode 118 of Revenge of the World Podcast. I'm your host, Gabe. Google me, Dieter. We're up to 118? Yes, sir. Holy shit. Mike, the Rodriguez. And Chris, the American Psycho Steininger. How's it going, everybody? It's all right. Pretty good. So, I think we're dedicating the first hour of hearing uh, Chris's death threats <laughs> oh, oh okay straight there but, uh, coming in coming let, in hot let's get uh let's get through uh what's up with you mike uh how'd, how'd you fare through the hur- hurricane hurricane uh rocky wacko yeah i was doing pretty good i uh prepared i did the whole thir- i saw your table of goodies that yeah i wanted to come stay at your place that that thursday i went to walmart you and- carved up like a motherfucker oh fuck yeah <laughs> i was like I was re- dude <laughs> he's set do you know how it's hard it is fine to find non-perishables that are healthy non-perishables you should have shopped out in my neck of the woods because out where i'm at you can tell those fucking assholes had never been through any type of catastrophe at all whatsoever <laughs> get more great poupon no like this lady was going around with like six gallons of milk i'm like if your electricity goes out what the fuck are you gonna do with that bathe in it oh my God. <laughs> Probably yeah, it was it weird. I was I was like that H E B was fully stocked in areas that like like all the water. Uh-huh. Yeah, all the fancy water was gone, but you could get Aquafina like it was no one's problem. But the Perrier and shit, I'm like, you people don't know what the hell you're doing. I just Opposite. I just drank distilled for a week at the yeah. at the water <laughs> that out uh, the water at Walmart was the only thing they had left was spark those sparkling flavored sodas. They're not horrible, but they're like two liters and that mm-hmm. or one liter or whatever. That's all they had. They had the bare pickings when I went on Thursday, so I got what I could. Pop-Tarts, Nutri-Grain bars, carb stuff. There you go. Peanut butter. Girlfriend said she got peanut butter. Yeah, peanut butter. <laughs> peanut <laughs> butter. all that shit out. In the day. <laughs> A lot of TP. And I, I don't know. I kind of didn't trust that she w- she got the right size. I was like... Of what? Peanut butter. So, oh. so I got the Mama Jamma Jif. I was like, I was like, we ain't running out of peanut butter. I'm going to kill some But people. how? Okay. So That's a shitload of peanut butter. Oh, yeah. Even if it, the world isn't ending, that's Correct. a shitload of peanut butter. Uh, I learned this. I mean, I'm still eating Harvey snacks to this day. Okay. I, I said, I bought all this shit, spent 200 bucks on this shit, I'm going to wow. eat. Wow. Oh, it was a lot. I, I don't know if you saw the picture. It was a lot. No, shit. it was. Yeah. It could have been panoramic. Uh, and then I found that big barrel of cheese balls, and I was like, Game looking over, around, bitches. like, why, why hasn't anybody grabbed this? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Like it was the only. One. I got three. <laughs> not with, I got not with three, two barrels. She can't. It was so huge. Uh, three people decided to say something. Like this older man was like, "My man had to get the cheese balls." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and then some little kid is like, "Gee, golly, Mister, that's a lot of cheese balls." Did he try to sell you a fucking newspaper <laughs> so, for a yeah. dime? <laughs> I was like, "Get out of here, white boy!" <laughs> with your funny hat. Yeah. And then uh, the uh, cashier was saying something like, "That's her favorite kind." I was like, mm. "All right, I pick well." Uh, no, they had all the bullshit. They had, I went to the bread aisle. They had gluten-free bread. Yep. Stocked high. Oh, yep. A loaf of pumpernickel, and then no bread. I decided, somebody passed the King's Hawaiian, uh, uh hamburger buns. I was like, idiots. Oh. 
<laughs> well, see, that was the thing I noticed too. Was like we went and just got a little bit of stuff because we just grocery shopped the day like a couple days yeah. before, so it wasn't horrible. But you could see where like decisions had been made all throughout the store oh, because yeah, we would go. Shit, yeah. We would go like down the like baby aisle just to get to something. On the baby aisle, there'd be like a six pack of beer and then a thing of cereal but then you could see that they grabbed some baby shit and then you'd go around the corner or whatever <laughs> oh and then those God. baby diapers were then sat there and it's just like there's a very indecisive person in here it was so weird the death of the baby the kroger in my neighbor I, I live in a mostly hispanic neighborhood the one around the corner up here and yeah the mm-hmm. the kroger around the corner i love had zero bread zero tortillas nah. but the the raisin bagels were completely stocked. There you go. Like, do then, Mexicans not like raisin bagels? I they're guess lost. Not. Like nobody. Well, do Mexicans not like bagels? Who gives a shit if there's raisins in it? Yeah, that's true. I can't. Well, speak. I, I fucking love them. But I'm uh, a, I'm neither one of you can. Uh, fuck. Then I guess we'll never know. Yeah. Get <sighs> some real. Get some. You need, you, need, you, need <laughs> some you need to get some. Need to get some beaners on your uh, podcast. Hey man. <laughs> It's a hard B, dog. It's a Come hard on. B. You just said, uh, gotta say Beanas. Oh, okay. With an A. Beanas. Pa- Pasadena. The Pasadenas. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. They, you know, they had the cream corn. They didn't have the regular corn. Cream corn's good. Oh, it is. That's I, white I found guy this corn. Out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I found this out. Girlfriend made it for me once. I was like, oh, it looks like snot. Oh, hey. It tastes good, though. Mm-hmm. Tastes good. It has, it, has, it has a pretty good uh, texture, too. Cream corn's um, delicious. And it, it was just bullshit like that every hour. So, anyway, I get home. And I'm just sitting out, and then Friday, I, I had inadvertently taken the day off. Uh, I was supposed to do How something. does one do that? In, in, I don't need to come up with these words. Well, no, like, you either work or you what don't. What I meant was, I took the day off in advance, didn't know that it was Hurricane Harvey. Ah, okay. Took the day off I see. for something else. I was <clears throat> supposed to go to Austin. So you already had the, the day exact, off. I did the exact yeah. same thing. So I was okay. supposed to go to Austin, plans fell through, and mm. then Har- Hurricane Harvey came, and I was like, well, mm-hmm. I'm still taking the day off, though. Uh, anyway. Uh, I do that. I start preparing. Girlfriend, we we wound up finding a gas station near my house. There's four near my house, and they were open. I got gas that night, and this place had a couple of gallons of water. I didn't want to be greedy. I got four of them. I was like, four's good. <laughs> they had a couple, and I he got, took four. I two, but I took four. <laughs> I took them all. Oh, no, no. They had a whole pallet. Oh, okay. There you go. They were just jugs. So I took the jugs. Gotcha. Gotta love jugs. Took my jug, and then girlfriend came home with like a 120 gallon container like a clear tote oh yeah 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 anyway a bathtub sized tote pretty much and we i washed it out and then dumped 27 gallons of water in there and then sealed it up Holy and said shit. if the water goes out we got 27 gallons of water right here huh. take it out there you go um and we just prepared and then really nothing happened it was it was four days of a lot of rain and then i was looking at facebook our power never went out and they're like, oh, my God, band number two's here. And it's the fucking worst. And I was just sitting there in Baycliffe. And I was like, shit hasn't rained in, like, 12 hours. What's going on? Like, I guess it, it petered out by the time it got to the shore. I, oh, yeah. I was going to say my, my worst part was reading up. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's going to be a storm surge two to four feet if you live near the coast. And I was like, I'm like, I'm literally 18 blocks from water. I can go fishing in Galveston Bay in mm-hmm. 18 blocks. So I was like, does that mean a four-foot wave of water is going to just... No. I didn't Your street know. Street will flood. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing happened. Uh, it, it rained a lot. <laughs> 18 blocks is a long way. There was one day. Three is not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there was a day, The I think it was Saturday night, whenever. That was Tornado warning, tornado warning. My phone just. Night. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, didn't, I, I had to turn to, that shit off. I didn't go to sleep until about five in the morning because mm-hmm. I kept worrying about, about that. We were in a closet 
Are, we have a ginormous. That is the fucking biggest yeah. closet I've ever seen. Oh, that's seen. only half what I showed on on the picture. That's nuts. That's like a guest room. We we put a queen size bed and then like another thing about this wide in there. And we were chilling in there the whole hurricane. Uh, I was like I was like we can either sleep in our bed and get up every fucking time this thing goes. It's like the safe room, or we can go in here and just sleep in it. Safe room. Yeah, Jody awesome. Foster's over. So we in the did corner. that, and I had I had my phone up, and I was looking at Facebook, and I was looking at the weather, and I was looking at how much is supposed to rain, and then I'm looking outside to see how bad it is. Yeah, I didn't get any sleep that night. Uh, but that was the worst of it. I just saw some water in the in the lawn, but like I said, I'm in a mobile home. It's like four feet off the ground. I wasn't scared of the house flooding. I thought maybe the car just, would get fucked up. It would just float away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, floating away, whatever. I can I can deal with that. I guess. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was kind of I guess surreal just uh, being an outsider to it uh, since I felt like I didn't live the tragedy that most Houstonians did. Well, some, some, a mm-hmm. lot. Oh, a yeah, lot. a lot. And you know, I live like five, six miles away from Dickinson, and they they got pretty fucked. Up. I think they said six hundred thousand people were displaced. Yeah, in a city of six point five million. When yeah. you think about it that way, it could have been a whole yeah. lot worse. But it's a, it was pretty bad. Pretty damn bad. Mm-hmm. People are still. Are they? Wait, is Attic still? Yes, full? where they're, I, they're I'm actually. I'm. No, they're not anymore. But yeah. there's still houses out there because that's the thing. But they can't get home, right? Yeah. I last weekend, I have a friend, Chad. He actually lives like two blocks from there, mm-hmm. and um, we tried to get into his house two weekends ago. And that wasn't happening because the water was above the doors. And we went last weekend, and now it's it's probably like maybe shoulder to chest high. We still can't Oof, get anything damn. out of there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw it or not. Um, I what can you get out of there? It's all contaminated, right? His stuff? Yeah. Yeah, well, no. The thing is, is and, and there was a video I posted online earlier of Conroe, of all places. I had no idea Conroe was so close to uh, the San Jacinto River. Because there were uh, river plantation and some places up there. Just there's, and if you go on my Facebook page, you can see it. Um, this guy had a security camera on the roof of his house, and it just shoots out onto the Esplanade in his driveway. And it's a time lapse video of the storm waters rising. The camera goes underwater. What? Mm. But he then also cuts in the midst of the um, footage. He cuts to. Uh, this, these buddies of his had started a rescue group. They named theirs. We didn't. We just went out. They had guitars and guns. It was all these local musicians and stuff and gun enthusiasts who had a a, 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 a pontoon boat. Mm-hmm. They show the pontoon boat coming up to the house. And then at this point, the water's like this high. The guy has an assortment of bass, gu- uh, bass guitars, acoustic guitars, electric guitars, alls, and a recording studio in that house. And they go and they get all of the instruments out and there, you literally see them just walking like with like like soldiers with guns above their head with their guitars, and they pass them all onto this pontoon boat. And then the guy goes on. And there's a little bitty a little caption it says, "Oh yeah, one more thing to get." And you see the guy come like it's his living room. Uh, the door is here, living room, and then just thing you just see a jet ski go <laughs> and and go out the front door, and they just book it. Oh my god! And then that was. Saturday day. And yeah. then the craziest thing was Saturday night, Sunday morning from 2 a.m. in the morning until 6 a.m. in four hours, the house went from chest high water to completely submerged. And then, like what we've been trying to do with my friend 
uh, up there and then also another buddy in Kingwood is they want to get into the house because, see, the thing is, is everybody was supposed to have claimed by September 1st because oh, yeah. the laws changed. Mm-hmm. I have a, a handful of friends who still haven't been able to get into their houses to take photographs of it because you can't take pictures while there's water in the house. Everything has to drain out and go away so that they can see all the damage that's been done. And they haven't been able to do that yet. They haven't been able to get adjusters. They haven't. Been, no one can get in or out. So they were letting us in, but that's because we had jet skis and a and a and a you know a, a boat. But now we can't take the boat because the water's not deep enough anymore, mm. and we're not going to sludge through. I mean, I got waders, but I'm not going to sludge through chest high water to get to a house that we know we can't do anything with. So it's probably going to be at least like another week or so. Because yeah. that was what was weird is the north side got hit really hard, and then East Texas got slammed and and. Out by me, I mean, I'm not near the attics or or the Barker, but in three, we were on a virtual island basically for about four and a half, five days. I tried to get back into work on Tuesday and I could get out of the neighborhood, which a day before I couldn't. I could get out of the neighborhood and get up onto I-10, but then the minute I-10 dipped, there were cones Mm -hmm. and cops being like, get out of here. And I was like, well, I'm not going to work today. It was nuts because I, I was, Ike did more wind damage. This was just like, oh, just you want some air. rain, motherfucker? How much rain was it? Tri- a trillion or two trillion? Two trillion gallons. gallons. It was fifty-three inches of rain what over the crazy. whole entire, you know. And I was talking to a guy, uh, one of our IT dudes out of um, Seattle. I was talking to him yesterday at work, and uh, he was, you know, he grew up in California or whatever, and he was, and he's from LA because LA is as spread out as we are, and that's one of the things. And um, you know, the local media was really a whole lot better at handling this thing than I think the national media was. But, you know, even then, you know, trying to get clicks and people to watch and stuff, mm-hmm. they're like, like, for example, you were literally like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. They were talking about stuff that was out by me. Yeah. Me to you was almost damn near an hour difference. Oh, in, in, that, in, yeah. in, you know, in traversing, because they were literally saying like, you know, oh, there's going to be you know, severe winds and da-da-da in the area, and then they would cut to Conroe, or they would cut to Dickinson, or they would, you know, Houston's so big, you can't, I mean, like you were, they got to a point where this was going off every hour on the hour, just basically, Mm -hmm. they weren't even pinpointing tornado warnings, they they were just like, they were like, everywhere, yeah, everywhere, just ding ding, everywhere, you would, you, there was no specificity to it, because even the, did you see that, like, uh, Noah had to go and add more colors to the rain gauge chart? No. Because it rained so much, they had to add like three additional colors because oh the severity God. level went from something like green to red. They had to go in and oh, put purples, like right? purple and, and fuchsias, whites and yeah. fuchsias and shit because they'd never seen this before. You know, it was crazy. And and then the fact that like, you know, that was just a few weeks ago and then Irma just hit. Yeah. And Jose's out there, can't make up his goddamn mind where he wants to go. He keeps turning around and coming back. And Y'all saw on Sunday the... Uh Alert on your phone that said, for the love of God, stop calling 911 if it's not life-threatening. (laughs) I actually went on social media and posted that and got shit for it. But it's because people were inundating the system with, like, I can't get into my neighborhood. Well, no shit. Nobody can get into their neighborhood. The number one next to... There's water at my door. Yeah, next to... Yeah. And and I think Turner handled it perfectly because all these people, why didn't you evacuate? Motherfucker, I tried to evacuate during Rita. It took me seven and a half hours to get from Clear Lake City Boulevard to my house. Hey, man, old people cannot fucking take that kind of a drive either. 
No, no. no. Well, look at the pictures of the freeways on Saturdays and Sunday that were underwater. Mm-hmm. That would be full of cars, full of people. Correct. And that's why so, I love me some, some yeah. Cam Franklin, because she was on Twitter just roasting people. You know, because her, Bun B, Mattress Mac, a whole bunch of people became like, not Joel Osteen, became very good, you know, uh, spokesmen for the city because they knew, mm-hmm. you know. And Cam literally said, she goes, oh, you, you, you want me to evacuate, huh? I evacuated during Rita. You want to know where I was parked? And she showed the part on uh, 45 where she was during Rita. And it was that B someone that was completely underwater. She goes, it took me four and a half hours to go. For, and she, I mean, she got her. She did her fucking homework. She had the picture all, you know, scoped out or whatever. It took me four and a half hours to get from here to here in the same photograph. She goes, here in that four and a half hours, here's this picture, three and a half hours from the And it showed it all full of water. She goes, all those people would have been dead. Because yeah, people forget uh, that, like... People just don't understand what the fuck they're talking well, about. Well, the logistics of it and everybody... that yeah. And that's well, part of the, the size reason. of the city, the six-point-something million in and they the were area. Like, oh, yeah, and they were like, oh, well, you know, three or four days out, you could have started. Three or four days out, people didn't think no. it was even going yeah. to come here. They thought it was going to go... It was literally go- that Monday where they're like, oh, yeah, there, there might be some tropical storm action going on. Yeah, but on. Anyway, just yeah. look at the look at the eclipse. That's what, that's what the beginning <clears throat> of the week so, was. They forget. So that Friday, uh, me and the babe went to walmart and uh friday's bought, bought our supplies and uh well we depends just, on where you are yeah we needed just the the end of our supplies yeah. and uh we were on our way out and the uh security guard was talking to i don't i don't remember how the conversation started but he was basically saying that it it was a conspiracy and i the hurricane i did, I did not bring was this. the hurricane was a conspiracy the, the hurricane was a conspiracy and uh, that it was it was all just to sell uh, emergency products. Holy shit! Hmm. And so he preempted Rush Limbaugh. And I was. We left the parking lot. It's a liberal and I, plot and I, to sell hand sanitizer. And I mean, I told, peace I told, I'm out. I told Jess, uh, does he realize he's talking about groceries that people are just gonna use? Right. <laughs> eat. I mean, we would be here anyway, asshole. I know. Just not in the amount that we are. What What he's basically saying is next week. People are going to buy less groceries. I mean... <laughs> Y'all assholes are making me I restock. I, I don't think you thought that through. That's but, crazy. Uh, no, I know I know several uh, people that were dieting, and they were doing pretty good, and then they, they the all said... Harvey blew it. Harvey blew it, yeah. Harvey like, I saw them, and like, I walked in, and they were eating a candy bar. I was like, for shame. They're like, yeah, Harvey <laughs> fucked me up. And I was like, oh. It's all good, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, That's absolutely crazy. So that... That Saturday night, when when it started raining hard, uh, my to be brother in law was uh, having the uh, Conor McGregor uh, boxing match at his house. That's what they call. So that he thing. he had a, a house full of people, and I decided not to go because I knew it was gonna yes. you know be terrible. Smart and, choice. Uh, but the people didn't make it out of his house in time, so yeah. they got oh, stuck damn. there for. So a we had a days. whole house full of people. Yeah, it was crazy. Y'all assholes need to bathe. It was. Where's he? Where's he live? Uh, Pearland. Ooh, they yeah, they got they hard. they got slammed. Yeah, they got slammed near my old hood, which I used to live in um, Clear Lake area, the Webster area, on the just on the other side of forty five um, Friendswood. They got fucked up too. Mm-hmm. Luckily, um, go figure. All these people who live dude, near people bodies of water and at Adam Stimpy <laughs> Jones's house made it through okay, so oh, good. He can just still fulfill away. orders. Yay. Those like that um, Saturday night. When I started seeing people like 
I'm stranded. Because they went out to see the fight. Like, I was so angry at these motherfuckers. I'm like, there's a fucking hurricane coming. You're out here watching a fucking Yeah, but Houston, match? we throw hurricane parties, man. Nobody knew yeah, that it was going to be that. Bad. Like, well, well, please pray for me. I'm trying to. But make see, it the home. thing is, is and but that's the thing though. It was Friday night. Yeah. Like I was literally getting updates from my sister who lives in Corpus Christi, who lost her fence in her yeah. front door. Thank mm-hmm. God everybody else is fine and everything's okay. She's getting her ass handed to her. I'm at a restaurant three blocks from my house. My kids are playing outside. It's not even raining. Yeah. That's Friday. I'm that's sad. Friday. Yeah. But the thing is, is I think there was a false sense of confidence going into the weekend because... It didn't hit us directly? Yeah, right. Everybody was like, yeah, we're going to be on the dirty side. But, dude, Rockport got blown off the face of the earth. Yeah. I mean, it it is it is fucking gone. I saw a thing the other day because a lot of people there are pissed because it was all, everybody was talking about Houston, and now everybody's talking about Miami and Florida. Rockport ISD is closed indefinitely because they lost three of their schools in the admin building got blown off the face of the earth by a tornado. But that town is also half the size of Pasadena. I mean, it's a little bitty town. Not to, I mean, sorry. Yeah, I'd be happened. surprised it'd be half. Cause it, it, it actually, it's, it, it may be actually like a third of the size. Shit, it may be the size of Rayburn High School. I don't know. I know it's very, very small population. The last time I went there, probably 20 years ago, it was like 400 people. It's like the size of Morgan's Point. 50. Oh. If you've ever been there, yeah, no, that's small. Because been, I was just it's it's Corpus once to watch uh, see Deftones. Not much to the city. I don't know. It still sucks though. Oh, but, Corpus like, Christi. I felt like there's not much of a town town there. Corpus you know? Christi's Austin on the water. Yeah, it, it's really. And I'm talking like Austin 20 years ago. Not it seems now. more like a retirement uh, spot. Huh? It, if 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 Ain't Corpus Christi wasn't down there, it'd be a it it'd just be For another. Good lord, lake. I don't know. I wouldn't. The place that I'm living at now, it's like if if we had a Ike situation where it was something coming directly towards us, yeah, I, I would not be staying at home. Well, yeah, no, there were yeah. that, yeah, that that was coming at us, and I was actually I had I was on the Dude. ride out team at work at MD Anderson, and I had to actually you know ride it out. And when my father in law came to like pick me up, uh, he you know we were driving home, and there were just trees all over the place. There were buildings yeah. just decimated. This was just rain. Yeah. I mean, there was like but no, it, hardly any wind damage at is all. Is there more damage when water is involved? Typically, because yeah, like, there's like, no... What, like if it was not rain damage, water, it's, yeah. it's sewage. It's, it's, yeah. Well, it's everything. More cleanup, I guess. Yeah, because yeah. like my friend Christy, she lives, I think, down Dickinson Way. Mm-hmm. And she just kept posting to Facebook, like, here's my street. And then two hours later, here's my street. And then two hours later, here's my street. And the shit just kept getting closer and closer and closer. When a hurricane actually hits, and like when they were showing the footage of the um, Irma just this past weekend, it's like, here's Miami getting its ass handed to it. And then like two hours later, two hours later, gone, done, done. All that's done. Mm -hmm. Now you just have to worry about the rain. When this shit, it was just rain and then more rain. Because people on Friday, like I said, the false confidence and then Saturday, you know, and we're so spread out or whatever. I had friends that were up like, you know, Conroe way that were like, Everybody down in Houston, hope you're all right. And then the next day, they're like, "What the hell is this?" You know, <laughs> because the San Jacinto River was like, "Well, I can't take this anymore." And then the addicts and yeah. the the Barker and all that stuff. Buffalo uh, Bayou was like a goddamn raging river. It was insane, and so, it was on the freeway. How close? Shout out to Care of the Beacon oh, and yes. Bitch and Brennan, yeah, because their rent house got fucked. Her, yeah, it looked like it did like four their, feet their, of water. Their neighborhood. Is a disaster area. Where like, where is that? It's uh, it's 
Is it's it Pearland Way? Right, okay. off, right off Telephone Road. That's nuts. Telephone and Beltway. Hmm. Um, they got probably three feet of water in their house. Oh, shit. And, uh, owner, I mean, owner you, rent. You, well, they, they, they own they it and they rent it, rent it out. Um, uh, oof. So you drive into their neighborhood and it's like, it's one main road and then you, you take a left on all these neighborhood streets. Like one in, one out. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you take a turn and it's like mountains of sheetrock and stuff. People's belongings mm-hmm. on both sides of the road. It it fucking hurts your heart. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. How close did it get to your house? Uh, back tire in the driveway. Uh, yeah, see, we were on an probably island. Probably still had another yeah. foot. But, but the thing is, is then, like, literally as the crow flies, like, a mile and a half away from us, over at Voss and Woodway, mm-hmm. where we used we go to the Carabas over there all the time. And those houses over there, really, 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 a million-dollar home. Mm-hmm. And they're right on, they look like they should be on a mountainside somewhere mm-hmm. in, like, Las Colinas or something, or in, you know, California or whatever. And <clears throat> they sh- I don't know what footage y'all were watching uh, while you had power or whatever, if when the storm was going on, but one of the producers for ABC 13, and uh, we were we always watch ABC, so uh, we were watching ABC 13, and this guy who actually lived over there, yeah, he lived in this big palatial thing that was right up against the spillway and then the Buffalo Bayou, and what was nuts was he was he he was like here we are, and then he went down the hallway and shot down to his stairwell and his stairwell's like ours it's just one of those ones where you go up and you come straight back around there was brown water just like and then he went out to his patio and he went to a second story patio and he panned and you just saw water for as far as the eye could see and then he went to the right and he showed his uh the identical thing that like his neighbor possessed yeah and he goes, there's my neighbor's second story patio. This patio, when there is no water, is 35 feet. And he pointed down to where the base of the bayou would be. He goes, that guy has another patio that goes all the way out. And he was using his hands to point and stuff. You would have no idea. It looked like a beach house with water under it. Damn. It was nuts. And so like when we started doing our initial water rescues, we went over there because the the that's another thing too is everybody was like oh high water rescues like i don't know if you saw the ones that were happening out i-10 in normandy we were doing yes. those on sunday that's the lady stuff, the lady that was mentally ill I the guess? one oh yes that it, well yeah that was up the way that we we'd already left by Jesus then Christ. did you see that no there was this lady and 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 that is the per and i i argued for a day and a half online and in real life with people about this too that was a perfect example of why a evacuation of the city would not have worked. Those people that were at I-10 West, as in they were on I-10 coming west, they were at I-10 in Normandy. When you hit that, the river runs right underneath it. You have an overpass, and what was happening, these people were evacuating East Texas and coming this way thinking like, oh, the worst is past us, let's move west because it's coming this way. Smart move? Yeah. No. But here's the thing, they are all these people on the freeway and they get to this overpass and they come down and the overpass, once they come over it, has a gigantic literal river yeah. running over it. So they're stuck. There were something like 164 some odd cars yeah. that were stuck in that patch because then it started rising around them and they couldn't get out. So what ended up happening was was they took a deep, uh, uh, like a, a, a DPS chopper and they flew it over with a Coast Guard guy. 
And they ended up like having them turn around in the median back where they could and sent them back the wrong way. Yeah. And just basically had police escorts the whole way being like, basically, everybody controlled speed 35. Let's get out of here and got them out in the clearing to where they could all get into parking lots and go back to where they came from because they were trying to get away from it all. And they just got stuck on the freeway in the process. Mm -hmm. But what happened was, was there was this lady and she said they'd been stuck there for a day and a half. And that was on Sunday. So they'd been there since like Friday night. Uh, Okay. And what she started raining yet. Out that way, they had already had all the runoff and everything mm. from the river, so okay. it was already starting to rise. And in the middle of the night, when you crest an overpass and your headlights hit water, yeah. turn around, don't drown, it could be two feet, it could be 20 feet, you don't know, you're just going to stop out of safety. Yeah. So what had happened was, and what they'd caught her doing, there were people that were getting up on the concrete esplanade block and basically shimmying it to get to the clearing so that then they could get to where they needed to get, so they could get mm-hmm. help. And I guess I guess it was thirteen eleven. One of them. I don't know. It may have been Channel Two. I think we were at my in laws' house by then. This one uh, fan boat comes in and tries to rescue the lady. But the current's so but, strong. But but the yeah. But the current was so strong they couldn't get over to her because if they had, they they basically booked it, turned, cut the engine, and then started floating into her and realized we're coming in too fast. Get out of there. We're going to hit her. So they. So what happened? Well, not was, just that, but the. It would have blown her the off. The parking, uh, I mean, the The uh, Esplanade, divider. yeah, they would have, they would have, like, <laughs> onto the Esplanade. So someone came on the other side, basically, and just went <laughs> up over the thing, grabbed her, threw her in the boat. Grabbed her before she was crushed. Before she got smushed the, by the, the boat. Literally just went, like, come here, and threw her into the boat. She then goes into a fisticuffs with the guy who just saved her basically pushes him away and then dives back into the water and gets back on the esplanade and just stays there and then the bitch of it all was i guess they didn't want to have a travesty on live tv they cut away and went somewhere else and never came back because they were doing a lot of that like ab footage Mm -hmm. so they kept they they, i thought she was gonna die I did too. That's probably what they were thinking. Yeah, that, yeah, they, they were like, "Oh my god, she's she's wanting to kill that, herself, that or she was, wants to drown." That water was going, and it fast. was it was rushing so hard because we had to stop using our John boat out there because we only had a 150 horsepower engine on the back of it, mm-hmm. and we would literally be like, and it would just be, and we'd be going like seven miles per hour, and it would, yeah. and we ran it, we ran aground on a couple of like trucks and some vans and stuff, and we ended up screwing up the That's rotor. Crazy. We had to. We been using we then we just switched to jet skis but then the bad part with that is that's more time consuming because then it's like you can't get i can't get everybody it's like okay you you and you here we go now put two on my back and then i get the fuck out and then i put two on my back and there were like there were like four of us going at a time you know but then my friend todd he ended up coming from uh brian college station and he Mm -hmm. bought a he brought a pontoon boat with him so that helped a lot yeah you know but um so We've been going for half an hour. If you want to get into why oh, you're off uh, oh, that. Facebook. Well, it actually has everything to do with <laughs> right, this. Right, right, right. Uh, okay, so what happened was, um, yet again, don't know what footage it was y'all watched, but I was at home, and um, I was actually like on social media trying to coordinate where we were going to go. And uh, my wife is like, hey, come here, come here, come here. And I was like, what? So I make the corner, and she's like, look, and it's ABC 13 again. And it's showing um, Meyerland mm-hmm. and uh, 610 South. So you've just passed the loop. or I'm sorry, you're on the loop. You've just passed NRG. You're about to make that turn. Walmart's right here. I knew exactly where they were. Helicopter. 
They're airlifting people out of Meyerland and dropping them on 610 South, having them run to rescue vehicles, and then they're driving them out going the wrong way. So I'm like, what? And and so she shows me, and there's this guy running with this little boy coming right off of the, they used the Coast Guard one, they had the cage, like the netting cage thing, dropped him. Dude in a blue shirt just running towards the camera, little kid. I'm mm-hmm. surprised the kid's like six or eight years old, and he's just like, he's having a good time. They're hopping and skipping. Dad keeps looking down, talking to him or whatever. And then um, Ed McShan, who needs a fucking Emmy for his coverage that he did, he was unbelievable. Um, he was just like, hi, I'm Ed here. Have some water. He wasn't one of these, how do you feel? You know, those dickheads. Yeah. <laughs> so, how the fuck do you he's think they feel? They just lost everything, asshole. I'd take them, beat them with the well, mic. Yeah, there was that lady that told off the On CNN? CNN? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she talked a little bit before she went there, so she should have just she teed would... off initially, and they didn't better. Yeah, she probably should have just said, no, I don't want to be interviewed. So anyway, the, they interview the guy, and it turns out it's one of my employees. And his name's Jeremiah Richard, and he lives in the first story. Shout out. Yeah, and he's doing just fine now. But um, he had lost everything, and he has two sons and a wife, and they lived in the apartment complex that's literally right by the Starbucks, right on the edge of the freeway. And for those people that aren't, are your listeners and viewers that aren't familiar with Houston as a whole, uh, Bel Air and Meyerland are basically like the drain basin for the entire city. Much like South Houston yep. over here, it floods any chance it gets. It flooded on uh, tax day. It flooded on Memorial Day. It, it 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 just has to rain for two hours, and it will flood over there. Uh, the disparaging aspects of this storm that truly bothered me the most were the fact that Bel Air, very white, very affluent. Meyerland, not at all. Meyerland, it always... Correct. Meyerland, it always happens, too. And they don't ever typically really even tend to cover it, you know? There were houses in Bel Air that were, you know, generational homes that had been houses of families that had for generations or whatever. But unlike people in Meyerland, the people in Bel Air, when they were told six, seven years ago by the, you know, commission, like, hey, this area floods, if you are able to, you need to elevate your home anywhere four to six feet. So you had people literally putting antique homes up on blocks or literally putting in like a above ground fake basement of sorts to where, you know... Yeah. They would be able to survive this, yeah. and they did. Well, seeing Jeremiah go through all of this, and then the irony of it is, is like he literally just got a promotion at work that he was supposed to, st- and he did start September 1st when he was able to get back to work. So I see this, and Ashley is like crying because we know them. We've played with their, our kids have played together. Our, you know, we've gone out to dinner and stuff. He's a great guy. I've known him for like 10 years. So I start a GoFundMe like within five minutes of seeing that. And um, with his wife, another kid. Okay. Uh huh. They actually okay. got they got airlifted out before. Okay. Uh, they just didn't televise that. Okay. So the thing is, is and and I don't know how much you've seen or heard of this, and I know I posted periodically his standing and whatnot while all of this was going on. Um, he became like a viral internet star because of the interview that he gave. Because it was, and he's a genuine guy. He's extremely religious very devout um amid all of this he just basically was like we lost everything we lost the house lost the car lost all the school supplies lost all the kids clothes and then well we're sorry sir i mean is there you know and he just he's like you know god is good and i'm just like whoa you know and that that's really what got to people and i'm not religious and i'm not the least bit spiritual to each their own but it was very moving and very touching and knowing him it really moved me and i was like 
it really sucks that somebody who's such a genuinely good person and and has been given the lot in life that he's been given, which knowing him has not always been that great, that something so horrible could happen to him at such a very vulnerable and new time for him and getting a new job and kids getting into the school and everything. So I started the GoFundMe and, and all that stuff, and I reached out to friends and because I think I literally let off with a post that said, like, holy shit, I just saw one of my employees on TV. He's yeah. lost everything. Mm-hmm. So my fo- my my at that point, my Facebook profile had been public. So when I put that out there, it pinged to my Twitter. So because when you go into my Twitter, you click on a thing, it sends you back to my Facebook with it being public. Everybody can see everything. It's been that way for years. Um you know, because I, mean, I saw of, that when you mentioned Netflix, and you got a bunch of uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. wondering how that was happening. <laughs> Apparently, that's how yeah. is it, it back channels through the Twitter and comes back onto the Facebook. So between doing my photography and artwork and stuff back when I was doing it a whole lot more than I am now, I used it for marketing and stuff like that, and I just never really got around to changing it. So I posted that, and then I posted that I was going to do. Um, a GoFundMe, and I started the GoFundMe, but I really pinged all my because I had friends, like genuine, like friends. We yeah. guys, we went to Edward Castellanos and, and and Natalie Fisher and all these like friends that, that that we went to like high school with. They're like, I really want to help, but the thing is, is I had never done a GoFundMe before, so all I knew was I want to help this guy out now. I didn't start reading the small print and all that stuff until after it was started. I also didn't know what to set it at. I was like, this guy lost everything, but I don't have any idea. So I set it to like 500 bucks because I was like, no one's going to donate. No one's going to do anything. So whatever little. And also I heard that like, if you don't raise that ma- amount, everybody gets refunded and it's like it never happened because mm. because GoFundMe has to get theirs too. Mm-hmm. So like I said, I started going through all the, you know, so <clears throat> the next day uh, I wake up and it's like at 2,300 bucks and I go and I look and like four of the people that have donated are people who were friends of ours from Rayburn and one guy from college that I went to college with who said they wanted to help and donate that uh, copious $250, $300 donation. Very, very thankful. Yeah. I was just like, Oh wow. Thank you. But then all these other ones were absolute strangers and people I had never heard of or seen before in my life. Yeah. So then I go and, and I look on my phone and my messenger has like 79. Cause I didn't know this. So you have your friends on messenger, but then you can go into message requests mm-hmm. and that's like people who just catch you online and like, Hey, yo, I had 79 of those. So I started going through all of those and they were people I'd never met before. And I think it was because of the way it was broadcasted or whatever. I'm thinking that had a lot to do with it, but he's a genuinely good guy. He's a handsome dude. His little boy is precious. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of women that were like, I want to help that man out. And I was like, he's married and that out of the almost 80 people when i uttered that i would say a good probably 24 to 25 of them were like okay cool peace like they were trying to cash in on this you know like on like these assholes were trying to cash in on this guy's tragedy Mm. oh i want to buy his kids clothes oh i want to do this oh i want to give money bitch there's the paypal it's right there how do i know it's legit here's the thing once he got into the grb and everything and got situated he started his own. Um, Tom Joyner got on board. Uh, Ludacris retweeted him. I mean, he skyrocketed. Uh, Harry Connick Jr.'s and Ellen's people like emailed me because I was his point of contact while he didn't have a phone, didn't have a home, couldn't get situated, all that stuff. He, but he had started his own. He and his mom had started his own. That thing was within $50,000 within like two days. Jeez. So he's going to be okay, and he's fine. 
But what was bothering me was there was like a lady who was in Dallas, and she was a devout Baptist just like him. But unlike him, she's an old white lady. And so she wanted to know what his personal information was, like phone number, uh, mailing. And it, he just lost his house. How the fuck is he going to have a mailing address? Yeah. Use your logic. How is he? He literally just lost everything. How is he going to have a cell phone? He's literally contacting me via work email from a public portal at the GRB Yeah. through our work portal. If I didn't have work email on this, I wouldn't have been able to contact him at all. I'm not going to go and give you his personal information because he's already getting inundated as it is because he has his own uh, GoFundMe that skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. We ended up joining ours together, and he put my information on his, and I put his information on mine, and that's where shit started getting really nasty because I was trying to get a hold of him. So I went on to his GoFundMe, and this is where I raised my white flag and realized I probably fucked up. But in the comment section on a GoFundMe, you can literally type whatever you want. So I went in there like the night of, and I said, hey, I made you one. Call me. I'm trying to get back into work. And I gave my cell phone number. That's how then it transferred from people messaging me on Facebook and literally texting me. So then what started happening was this lady who was very adamant about donating him a car from Dallas kept going in on me, you know, like, well, well, do you know Jesus? Have you found God? He knows Jesus. You're going to be blessed in your own life, even if you're not religious. If you have children, I suggest you you get them to church and raise them. So I started getting that shit, and I was just like, I don't like this anymore. Ma'am, keep your Cadillac full of dead cats. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. So then, out of nowhere, her and like four other people, and mind you, I said death threats, and this young man is African-American, okay? The death threats and shit that I got, were from white people. Not from any African-Americans, Hispanics, uh, fucking Puerto Ricans. I had all types of people contacting him and me, and I just saw him... Today's Wednesday, right? No, mm. Tuesday? 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 Shit. Man, it's Tuesday. all blended together. I just saw him last Thursday at work, finally, in his new get-up. I went and saw him. Everything's fine. He's doing okay. He had fucking horror stories, too. Talking about women trying to, you know... And then there's guys angling in on his wife. It's nuts. And they're all just trying to make a buck off of this tragedy. So what he and I literally spent the next two days doing was flagging all of these bogus GoFundMe accounts that had screen grabbed his... his this is Jeremiah Richard from Houston, Texas. He just lost everything in Hurricane Harvey. I want to help him. I'm in Kansas. I'm in Wales. I'm in Canada. I'm in California. Dozens of them. But the thing is this, and I didn't know this. For him to be a beneficiary of my raising of his funds, you have to get personal information from the person. So if I was going to start one for you, I would need so your name. So that lady in Dallas could have been a bogus person? No, she kept calling me. What 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 the rub well, she was? Try, she was trying to get she, his she, number She's to trying to get him. his literal... She's like, it's not that I don't believe you. I just don't want to donate a car to somebody who's trying to run a scam. That was their whole thing. It's like, we are not big fans of GoFundMe. We don't want to give money blindly to something if we don't know that it's true. We want to see him and hear from him. That's not going to happen it's anytime soon. Right and now, that's yeah. the and what I tried to do was tell her, look, bitch, give this dude a minute. He's got to get his kids back in school. He's got to get his life back together. Yeah. He's give literally hanging kid, out yeah. at the GRB. Can you give it a couple weeks? Well, no, because I have a feeling if we wait too long, these people are going to lose interest. I didn't realize your good tidings had yeah. a fucking timer on them. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks. But here's the thing. She goes, oh, and I was, I'm, I just, you know, I, I love, 
you know, he's, he, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll back it up. She's like, I understand he's a man of the faith or whatever, but you say you know him really well, right? Uh, yes, ma'am. Okay, so uh, with him being of uh, African-American descent, <laughs> do, are, are, you, are you aware if he's maybe going to be affiliating with uh, Black Lives Matter in any way? Because oh, I hear, I, oh, I, hear no. they're, I hear they're trying to get involved with the, with the cause down there. And I was like, bitch, I'm into Black Lives Matter, and they are very much into the cause. I've marched with them. Do you have a problem with Black Lives Matter? Why would you affiliate yourselves with such a politi- politically divisive and hateful group, I can tell you right now, you better make sure from him that he's not affiliated with Black Lives Matter. Because if he's affiliated with Black Lives Matter, I'll withdraw my funds right now, and everybody else that's up here that's affiliated with this church, they'll do it too, because that's politically divisive. And if we've got a man in the White House right now who's trying to make this country better, he doesn't need to be turning around and going against what that man's going for. Fuck I fucking, I was like, ma'am, we are done. Do not contact me and do not attempt to contact him. I fucking hung up the phone with her. I called him. I said, here's this lady's name. Here is her number. Here is her email. Block her on everything. Everything and anything that's affiliated with South Main Dallas Baptist Church. Do not accept anything at all. I don't care how copious or great it sounds. It's too good to be true. Don't. Do it, and he was like, "Okay." I mean, because that's idiots. like, and and then and then that's the thing is. So then I started. Then I go on back onto the GoFundMe page. Now having lowered my white flag, being like, "Let me see if I can get rid of my fucking phone number off of this." I had to end up calling Jeremiah and being like, "Dude, can you take my phone number off your GoFundMe page because they're blowing me up?" And he was like, "Well, I need you to, you know, handle stuff." And I was like, "I can handle things, but they're like literally, they're not even asking about you anymore." They're calling me a fraud. They're calling me a fake. They're calling me copious, you know, racial epithets because of what I'm doing. Uh, where do the death threats come in? That those actually showed up on oh, today. Yeah, those showed up on Facebook about two weeks ago. And what it was was those were at the time, like I said, my profile was public. So what was happening was, and I didn't understand how this was possible. I would post a Jeremiah update. So then I would have a friend be like. Thanks for letting me help, or oh, you're doing such a good job, or like my friend Christy and Matt over in Clear Lake, you know, they'd be like, oh, you know, God, you're you're one of the good guys, thanks. And then someone would be like, someone I don't even know, hi, can you please give me his personal information? So what I started doing was is on Messenger, not my, but when I started getting stuff on my phone, phone, I just went to blocking those numbers. If I didn't recognize it, I yeah. just started blocking, and that was the easiest thing to do. But on Facebook, it kept coming and coming and coming and coming. That's why, I guess it was a week or so ago, I was like, hey, does anybody know how to, with the name change, and can you help a brother out? That kind of thing. I didn't realize that with it being public, I don't know why I didn't fucking think that, you know, yet something as simple as changing it to friends only. Because the minute I changed it to friends only, it stopped. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, all of my posts and stuff, people couldn't post publicly on it anymore. But no, what happened was, was there were two people specifically that were, one was a friend of a friend, and then the other one was a complete stranger who posted to, because the dude had his own damn Twitter handle for a minute, so that's, it was all linking to that on Twitter and then also on Facebook. He added like Jeremiah, like hashtag Jeremiah Richard, and there were like 250 some odd different all over the place for like four days straight. And uh, what happened was was they were calling me like a fraud and a fake and stuff like that. So what I did was I typed up like a canned message 
So anybody that would be like, hey, saw your post on Facebook. Sounds like a really good guy. If you legitimately know him, and then they would have like five questions and be like, answer these five questions and then I'll respond. And I'm like, I don't have. And then by me basically saying like, fuck you, I don't have to do that. Oh, then they're like, well, fuck you. Yeah, no, you're a fraud. And I'm like, no, I'm not a fraud. I'm trying to give guy some what a, a guy his death space. threats. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Well, sorry, it is getting long in the tooth. So it's oh, fine. What happened was by my repeated like, no, go away, no, go away. He's fine. No, go, they were just like. Then what I started getting in response on that on Facebook was at the time public posts of my kids because I would post pictures of my children. And they would, and it started out be like, well, it would be a shame if something like that happened to them. Oh, fuck. Fuck these dudes. You know, and I would be like, excuse, they were literally like taking screen caps or I guess scrolling on my timeline because I've done it on, I've done it on Facebook. I can, on, if I'm on mobile, I can scroll and go to a picture and hit and hold it and save it to my phone. Yeah. And then send it to somebody or tweak it or play with it or whatever. And then, pew. So that's what they were doing. But then it started, the race thing started up again. It's like, oh, you're all white and high and mighty. Oh, look at your precious children. Nothing ever happened to them. These weren't black people doing this to me. These were uppity people in like South Carolina and Dallas and California and Calgary and shit like that. This wasn't like, this wasn't, you know, like, you know, why you got to hold a brother down? Why you don't give me his information? No, these were fucking uppity white people who were being selective with their money and their generosity. If it aligned with their beliefs, because once like the fact that what he said was so moving, got so many people to want to outpour to him. The fact that there was a niche of people over here that were like, oh, that really moves me. But not if he's a militant black man. Oh, that really moves me. But, oh, he associates with these people. (laughs) The fuck does it matter? The man literally the guy literally lost everything and you're being selective with your generosity. And in the process, you're 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 passively aggressively threatening me and my family. You know, that lady that on the phone call, she was just she's like, you know, I'm just down in Dallas. If I needed to, I could come down there and just take care of things myself. How are you going to do that? You don't know where any of us are. I know where you work in a building with twenty seven thousand people. Come on, old lady. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fact that they were just so selective. You know, but yeah, there note, were there were two literal death threats. Side note of the uh, selective people. I was talking to somebody at work. I work at a religious uh, charities. Yes, you do. I do. Uh, and I was talking to somebody that was uh, taking in donations. A lot of people closer, further. We're good. Uh, just let them hangle. <laughs> people, people they were they were giving donations or whatever to help people out. Mm-hmm. She said she had she was being yelled at this woman by this woman for about seven minutes a day because the lady found out that we help out those immigrants mm-hmm. and illegals, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. y'all better go and stop that, or me, I'm gonna tell everybody at my church to stop donating to this to this charity. And we're like, you're you're a religious person. Why the fuck wouldn't you want to help somebody in need? Like, I don't understand that. What's the disconnect? Where's the disconnect? But when, that when you you follow Christ, but you don't want to help these illegals. But see, but that's the thing, and that's where the other and it wasn't Jeremiah related. That's where the other death threat came on from me was when I jumped on the shit on Joel Osteen train. Yeah, holy fuck! I had a fucking lady I don't even know literally slide up in my DMs, which if y'all <laughs> want to, you can. But she was just like, she's like, what would you know? How'd you like if I just take you down there and maybe baptize you and them kids and then just, you know, what about that? Baptize you the hard way. And I was like, 
what the fuck are you talking about? Play. Yeah. She's oh, like, that whole yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. She was like, it wasn't flooded down there. What would you know? And I was like, I'm just bagging on the dude because it's easy to do and he's a douchebag. But then the doozy of it was, and she's like, well, you know what? I go to that church, and let me tell you there right you now, yeah, I better not ever find you down there, because if I do, I'll take care of you and my family myself. I got a shotgun in the trunk of my sure car, and I'm, like, Texas, and I'm like, this is fucking Texas, uh, you crazy old bag. But yeah, I was literally getting death threats. <laughs> you sound like such a fucking teenage skater. <laughs> Fuck the man! No, he but plays, no, it was just so. Shorts, man. But out uh, of this whole situation, when you would think like such vile and horrible things would come from people, I, know, I got man, thrown it's through not a loop. Everybody, man. Oh no, you're, it's a very, very, very reaching, small. You're reaching thousands and thousands. What's that? What do they call it? The vocal minority. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why, like, with the whole like you know Nazi apologists. No, those were just some faggots well, with some tiki torches. You know, yeah. that ain't everybody. So Jesus forgave uh, the Romans that were killing him, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, these so-called Christians. Can't. I just never. I well, never, no, no. I never knew people had like a an expiration date on like kindness. I that was like, Monday Are and you Tuesday. Kidding me? The Osteen apologist. Who's totally flooded? I was like, motherfucker, I have a friend that lives in these in a high rise right next to that fucking building. Yes, there was a he showed me a picture. Live yes. video of, of there's nothing. Touring. Oh no, they they cleared that out. I'm but like, what you, magical machine? But did, did you have? see his ass go on GMA and he totally flip flopped? Oh, Mr. Mr. Blinky Eyes, where he, he, we weren't closed, we were never closed. He, was, he goes, uh, we weren't closed. It's just the city never asked us to open as up up as a shelter. And I'm like, should they freaking have to? No. Because then the thing is, is then he got blasted. Well, they don't want to. They don't want to. Uh, then he got blasted online because then you know, because I think on KHOU or whatever, or one of the, I think maybe every channel on Sunday after the news is over, yeah. he comes on. Twitter exploded because everybody was like, "Hey, asshole, this better be a repeat." Because it's like, how the hell are you having church in this place when you have? Because there was speculation going around Sunday mornings. They people had church stating, day, yeah. yeah, they were like, "They're kicking us out because they're having church." I never knew if there was any validity to that or whatever because all of the people I knew were at George R. Brown. Well, I know they, they kicked, go there. They kicked their asses out before the next week's. Uh, well, yeah, mass. but but and 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 this is where I kind of even doing all the water rescues and everything too. My boss was literally talking to me today because we still have three employees who are unable to get into work because they don't have a home to go home yeah. to. So now they're transitioning. Like Jeremiah is in, he's at a Holiday Inn. I have another employee who uh, was at the GRB. No one's been able to get a hold of that one. We don't know what's going Oof. on. Alive and well, yeah. just no contact because these then eventually I'm die. Um, and then they have another one that no one's heard anything from. I mean, it's it's all spectrums and it's all weird. And we were, uh, it's been on the news a bit, and I think it's been written about really, really well. Is the uh, survivor guilt, as in mm-hmm. like you know, um, all the people that you know like went out and tried to help. Like Mark C. Austin's been going hard like since the fucking thing hit, and he's been donating food, donating time, getting all these people. He's doing a thing now where he's raising money where it's rent my dome for 500 bucks. If you donate $500 to this particular um, fundraiser that he's got going on, and it's legit, uh, he will literally, because he's just a big bearded, red-haired guy who's known all throughout the city. He's the manager of like the, a lot of local bands and stuff like the Suffers and stuff like that. Uh, but he's also like 6'5". So he will wear your hat. And he's been raising money for, you know, that. And he's like, rent my dome. And he'll, he'll have like an eighth wonder hat or this or that or whatever. He's raising money that way. There's been people that have been going hard at it 
from the jump. But now, like, especially this week, it's been like, okay, well, everybody back to school, trying to get back to normal as possible. And even just driving into work last week and, and driving out to get my kids yesterday, I had to go out past, like, Kirkwood and stuff at I-10 and the Beltway and shit. You just drive, and it looks like you're on the goddamn Galveston Causeway. It's There's water in both directions, and you're just like, fuck, man, that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Where the fuck is this going to go? It's nuts. And it has to go somewhere. And there's yeah. people out there at the attics and the Barker who purposely moved out there to get a big old plot and get a nice old house and, and be good to go. They were interviewing a poor guy on the news who said, he goes, yeah, well, if I'd have known four 4,500 square foot house, which that's a big house. Uh, yeah. Wait, is this where they open the levee? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Four thousand five hundred yeah, square not foot going house. Uh uh-uh, uh, because that shit sits. Yeah. And so this guy, four hundred, yeah, forty five hundred square foot home, two and a half story, two and a half anchor. Take a wild guess how much it costs. Mm, three hundred, three hundred and seventy five thousand oh, dollars. Damn, that's cheap as fuck. Correct. Wow. Correct. And he that's said why. he goes if I'd have known. That the park my kid goes and plays soccer in every Saturday. It would be under 20 feet of water. Correct. Because the thing is, yeah. they don't understand. And, and this is what doesn't make any sense to me, is when they developed, instead of developing, because if you ever go out there, the way the attics and the barker is set up is you basically have this big, gigantic, nice park thing, and then it has this big, gigantic, like 25 to, I don't know, it's 25 some places, 40 and others, in, embankment. There's a gigantic jogging trail around the top of it. There are lights and stuff, light fixtures down in there for this, you know, the park and all that mm-hmm. stuff. There's accoutrements and everything down there to make it look like a park, like the dog park down on Allen Park. Mm-hmm. But it's really just a that's literally water. just a gigantic swimming pool for God whenever it rains. It's but a, the thing, and that's another thing too, people didn't understand. Four days before Harvey hit, that thing was empty. There was nothing in it. There were people playing in it. It's but the same that, with Allen Parkway. Correct, right? which yeah. is actually still also underwater as well. I drive under, uh, drive over it every day now. So, but what's nuts is this guy basically said, he goes, if I'd have known seven years ago, because it's seven years into a 30-year mortgage, if I'd have known seven years ago that they were going to flood my house to do this, so that people back in the, the city that I said, that they said, don't live in a floodplain, don't live in there because it floods all the time in Houston. I'm, that's why I moved out here. Well, that's... But that's the, it. But that. But the, the uh, what is it? The Army Corps of Engineers said yeah, they, not to build there. They they, they fought against it. Correct. For years. And they interviewed the ex chief of that who was there during the eighties and nineties when all of this got revisited again. Because that guy literally bought a house in a one hundred year floodplain. Everything out there is in a literal. And now that this has happened, it everything out there is in a literal floodplain. My mm-hmm. fucking parents live in Belleville, and they almost flooded, and they're in the literal boonies. So. That that's a one-off. But the thing is, is that guy is sitting here saying, like, if I'd have known this, I'd have never bought. You know, I right. wouldn't have bought this house. I'd have moved closer in, maybe Katie. I'd have moved, you know, maybe North Side. Well, that was not any good because there were people in Conroe that flooded. This was a one-off. Mm-hmm. But what's crazy is developers are already saying, like, well, yeah, no, we're going to rebuild because we were just told this was a eight hundred to a thousand-year storm, so this shouldn't happen again. Doesn't mean that it necessarily won't but why take the chance i mean what they need to do with that area out there is what they did with a lot of the bolivar peninsula and some areas of galveston post ike as in this was wiped off the face of the earth 
Because we had a beach house down it's there. Zoned, you can't. We li- they zoned it. They literally gave us like land value and a little bit for the beach house and said, "Here you go, rebuild somewhere else." And we were just like, "Fuck it, thanks." And we just don't have a beach house anymore. That's what they need to do. They need to yeah. rezone this shit because it's crazy. Yeah. All right, guys, we're going long on that hurricane. We have new bullshit. We're yeah. gonna let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to the we're news. All Harvey'd out. All right, bitches. Acting like this is episode one of shit. <laughs> We all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. The hurricane? Oh, <laughs> the BBB was. Oh, bitch and Brennan Birch. Oh, right, right, right. Hey, better so, business, Brio. Br- I know. Uh, Equifax Ooh, was hacked. Um, bigly. Bigly. <laughs> 143. <laughs> Million American social security numbers. When when you look at the U.S. population, do they count people under eighteen? Yeah, it's It's anybody. It's anybody in the census, but no one over, no one under the age of eighteen would have. No, 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 that's not what I'm asking. Because they said 143 were affected, Uh and they said that's 44 percent of the U.S. population. Oh, but they're not. If they're counting kids in that total number, I think it's closer to 55, 60, Mm. maybe. No, uh, we're we're supposedly 300 million. Yeah, I know, but that's that's population. that's including kids. Yeah, no, that's so. True. You know what I mean? I don't know. So I think it's closer to fifty if you take into account that kids don't have Equifax. It might be more than that. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So, oh no, I got hacked. You were flickering. Oh, you, you did? did. I checked my name, and apparently, if they immediately say you are enrolled, that means that you were hacked. Oh, Holy shit! I yeah. was not then. I was. So if you check your I name, they asked. say, "Hey, they they'll send you something later," right? No, mine was just like, would you like to enroll just in yeah. case? No, mine I'm says like, you were automatically enrolled like, on this no, day. Oh, oh, then yeah, you yeah. were. I'm fucked. Oh, boy. They have my social security. They have my credit history. They have my address. They have my former addresses. They have my mom's maiden name. They got everything anybody needs to open up a credit card account. Well, then you're in luck because the next story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is a chat bot was created to help you join a class action Oops. lawsuit against Equifax. Oh, I saw that. That that really doesn't mean, you. That's like the you thing chat that with it and it fills out a PDF for you. Yeah, that's like the thing that right. Apple was like. Hey, are your kids buying shit on your Apple account? Well, here. I don't think that ain't get in know, on man. this. Yeah, I, remember I was that. I was fully pissed off last week when this story broke because it basically said that the CFO cashed out a million dollars in stock between the time that they found out two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And the time that the story broke, which was a month before they said anything, correct? What? Mm-hmm. They yeah. they cashed. They, he cashed out a million dollars. There were like they, five, three people. Yeah, there, there were like three, five people total. One on guy the in IT to, and somebody. Mm-hmm. They they cashed out close to two million dollars in stock, mm-hmm. and then they announced it because they know that the stock price. And then was the stock drop. went. Shh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Which is that, like pretty that sounds, sounds like pretty fucking illegal to that, me. That's as insider trading as you can get. Uh, but when you control your own message, I don't know how. I mean, like, for example, it would be like if, you know, Apple's like, hey, we got our iPhone X or whatever. And then it turns like, because what's that on the, that's today or tomorrow or something. They are supposed to have the Apple announcement or whatever. If they, if they know that thing's a steaming pile of poop come release date in October or whatever. And they don't be surprised. Like, oh, our, our AM, whatever processors in it. Oh, it turns out that thing like, oh, so we're going to have a Samsung situation. The thing's going to be blowing up. Okay. Pew, 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 and then they release it anyway. Oh, it's the same type thing. You control the message. Hmm. So yeah. Oh, Not hey, we have some bad. Bullshit. We have some news. America got hacked. <laughs> Jump ship. 
and then announce it. Is this the 9-11 of uh, this year? I don't think so. (laughs) It's just people screwed. They said it was going on for two fucking months before they found out about it. Yeah, and then now the other two bureaus are, like, concerned because there's only three... There's only three... and the TransUnion, Equifax, and the other, and yeah, there's three. The, there's only three entities that legally do this in the United States, and now those other two are like, well, if they got hacked that easily, well, if they got hacked, they use the same fucking they have the same information. So I should be able to jump over to <sighs> yeah. the next one and and ruin whatever that is. Oh, you have that too, yeah, because that's the first thing Ashley did was she went on and checked. Like she was like, I'm gonna check my credit. I don't give a fuck about you, and I'm like, good because I don't have any. So she checked hers and. Nah, she's like, I'm good. And I was like, cool. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my credit, I just checked my credit score today or checked my credit report. Mm-hmm. Nothing news popped up. But then again, I, like I said, they automatically, I pushed, I entered in my last name and the last six, five of my social. Mm-hmm. Six, I forgot what they asked for. And they immediately said, yeah, we're signing you up. Oh, boy. And then I'm reading this shit where, like, there's hidden shit in there when just by checking that. Oh, yeah, because you, 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 agree can't, you can't sue them. You can't sue them. You have correct. to go into arbitration. Correct, Amundo. Mm-hmm. But other people are like, well, that might... Other people are saying, and I have to look more into that. I mean, I'm too lazy to do it. But they say something along the lines of, while it's true for most things, if it's if it's for that specific leak, they can't do that because it's it's outside the realm of... Correct. So... that's it, how, that's how They have a shitload of really good lawyers. Yeah, because my father-in-law was explaining that to me. And also that uh, they're finding out that if people have this service for over a year, they might start charging you. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know because they said they'll charge you on the card you use to sign up. I didn't give them a credit card information. Like, I didn't give them any financial information for them to charge well, me. Well, that's because point. the year out at that point, they're of the mindset like, okay, you haven't been, you know, nothing. You haven't been, you've been hacked or whatever and they have your info, but they haven't acted on it within a year. So... We can't continually do this for free, so at yeah. some point we're going to have to start charging you. But the thing the is, is off. like, yeah. you're a credit company. You shouldn't. This is, shouldn't even be on the table as far as. And the whole reason why, like, okay, we're giving you this service free of charge. So since we're playing it, yeah. nice, you can't sue us. Mm-hmm. Class action, that bitch. I'm gonna use that bot. <laughs> Take their yeah. ass to court. Uh, Mister Rodriguez goes to Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Eat a dick, Equifax. <laughs> do it. Uh, James Franco is directing the Disaster Artist. Did you see that? You've seen the room, right? I have not seen. I've seen people talk shit Son about the room. Of a bitch, have you? The room. I got yeah. the gist yes. of. I got the okay. gist of the room. So, so yeah, I've seen clips, but I've never seen the actual. But movie. I saw. I saw the trailer and I saw an initial clip from the movie. So I'm gonna go see it. They so, said this yeah. is. They said this is best performance. First, I'm gonna James see Franco? the room. James Franco is Tony Wasu. Oh. It's a movie about them making the room. The making of the room. Yeah, yeah. right. Based okay. on the dude's book that co-directed yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. I'd heard inklings of that. I didn't know it Him, was coming Seth to Rogen, some other people. Him and Seth Rogen are like best well, friends. Yeah, well, it yeah. looks... I mean, I know that James Franco has been pumping out a lot of movies that hit or miss lately. Like, he directed his own and all that shit. He's also on a series on HBO I tried the first episode of. Yeah. Fuck, I forgot that. Wait, the number... The one that's in the no, room. not the the other oh, one. Okay. It, the Deuce. That's it. I want to see oh, that. Yeah, I it's 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 about the porn industry. Oh. It's the origin of the porn industry in New and, York. Yeah, because they had to get the hookers off the street. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's set in it's set in the seventies. That looks yeah. That, I saw the, the trailer. The first episode great. was a little thick to get through, but it's trying, so I'll give it a shot. Yeah, the Deuce. Check it out. So I, yeah, I'm definitely on board with this. Fuck yeah, me too. Yeah, I, it's gonna be cool. I need to see the movie that it's about, but it's uh, weird. I definitely want to check it out. Um, I mean, it's one of those. It's that year's is 
human centipede like but i think that it's transcended beyond that yeah it's a, more of a cultural uh, what are you talking about the room itself room, the room itself um it's just like you, you, but you watch it for the spectacle of it well yeah but i mean there's like no production value to the room at all whatsoever oh, it's like a goddamn college correct. like assignment He's like, i'm gonna it's, grab whatever camera whatever aspect oh, it's ratio. it's more like it's more like ed woodian plan yeah. nine from outer space bad yeah yeah i mean the the, the human centipede got a fucking sequel <laughs> two yeah three of them oh yeah. jesus wow. well, I, saw, yeah, two of them. I saw that shit in theaters at the river oaks theater oh man it was prefaced. Was in the it was. It was pre- oh. Just Mike. <laughs> yeah. It was prefaced by the manager. I think it was a midnight showing. People were going there knowing that they were going to be goofed. Oh, did he? The manager came out and said, "If you want a refund, you got about ten minutes into the movie to decide. If you come out, we'll give you a refund back. After that, you're on. Your After own. that, you're on your own. And it was like <laughs> it was fucking live live riff tracks. It was just. The entire audience were making jokes the entire fucking movie. Oh, that would have been see that would have been cool. Yeah, yeah. But that movie was terrible. So on the on the same lines as uh, we're, we're talking about a movie. So uh, did you see someone died uh, watching it? The new it. Movie? No, I want some old person. Some I'm, gonna, I'm gonna watch it on Thursday. Some lady had a heart attack. Eh, that's that's. that's I a, don't know. Weak. That's, you know what? Uh, my friend said that's the highest uh, review. A horror movie can yeah. get is someone. Is died. this a true story? Because back I, fake news. Back when know. my mom was younger, what movie was it that came out? Rosemary's Baby, maybe. Where they were like, "Oh my god, people were getting possessed in the theater." Blah blah blah. I was like, "I know just the trying Am- to sell shit." I know the Amityville horror got at the time it, that and the Exorcist yeah. were like, I'm "Oh, like, That's you're going to shoot oh, yourself." It was, it was the Exorcist. I was like, yeah. "That's fucking tame." <laughs> by today's standards but yeah I but you have to think standards. about it in the time yeah. frame that, that that's like with the like when saw ushered in like the gore porn yeah. mm-hmm. it should have just stopped there because that was just like oh holy shit and then they just without saw uh, they, they just melted there'd be no annabelle the they, annabelle they too, the, the annabelle uh, jesus what was that rob zombie uh, House of a Thousand, House of a thousand yeah. Corpses. Thousand and One Corpses. Yeah. Yeah. And all, a Thousand and Two. Of all the other stuff. Well, Rob Zombie wouldn't have a horror career if it hadn't been because he's like, I like yeah. to make scary movies. Saw. I don't. I've probably told this story, but I was laughing my ass off in that movie because the the acting the acting was over the top when yeah. uh, Carrie Ellis oh he has was, to saw his sawing his foot off. Spoiler alert was, for those of you who haven't seen. It. I was laughing twenty years my ago. Ass off mm-hmm. and. Right when I calmed myself down to be silent, uh, the lady behind me was, I heard her say, sick, just sick, just sick. I, I was, was doing like, it because the only other movie I'd ever known him in was The Princess Bride. So seeing <laughs> that, I was just like, I, I was like, I know, I just kept, I was just like, my child. I know, I, I thought was like, it was, oh uh, my God, that was so I funny. I don't know. Uh, I, were any of y'all, he channeled, any of y'all watch Blair Witch? Yeah, in the, in the theater. Yes. Mm-hmm. I did. And then it was the it was during the phenomena. Woman outside, I can't believe it's real. I was like, "Were you not paying attention to this shit?" <laughs> no, <laughs> it was not a real thing. Didn't happen. But see, and oh then like God. because and well, and if it wasn't for Blair Witch, we wouldn't have all the goddamn found footage yeah. horror either. Because uh, VHS ain't too bad. The first one VHS, but those Could've are compilations, yeah. and those are cool. But like my thing, um, which ones are they? The goddamn paranormal activities. Mm, yeah, I only those, saw what you could do. Those. Got Look, and now there's like six, six yeah. of them. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, because like for spook value, I was like, okay, yeah. Because now having kids or whatever, yeah. I'm finding I'm more into you know like like suspense and actual like horror. Like jump scares don't do anything for me. 
And and gore porn is just kind of like, what is it? Oh, those are intestines. Oh, she's going to eat. Okay. Okay. Cool. You know, cool. it's, it's like so over the top. But then there was that stint of... Um, oh, the UFO movie. What was the one with no, the No, 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 no. There's owl? ones where it's like, no, hey, we're just... Oh, yeah. We're two sick uh, fucks, and we're going to break into people's houses and just torture them and then leave them there. There was one with, like, Liv yeah. Tyler, and where it was just like, you know, we're going to break in. You and- never saw Snow on the Bluff? No. It's hilarious. The, the hilarious thing is that this gangster guy that lives in the hood, the uh-huh. hood, uh-huh. during a, he's give, he's bu- selling drugs to these two white girls who are videotaping. Uh-huh. So he, he, like, goes and robs them while he's giving them the drugs, takes the camera, and then it's a found footage of him hanging out in the hood doing hood stuff for okay. two hours. It's called a Snow on the Bluff, I think. Weird. Hmm. I no. saw that one. I was like, oh, that's, that's kind of interesting as a found footage. I just saw the this one with Keanu Reeves. Uh, wait, with the two girls? Yeah. Did they bury him up to his neck? Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll watch Keanu yet. Reeves do anything. And I was just kind of <laughs> like, apparently now I have Keanu Reeves limits. Because I was like, go. this is fucking stupid. Yeah. In other news, uh, a Utah nurse was arrested over a blood draw. Yeah, that was bullshit. What was her name uh, again? She had a, Alex Wubber? Wubber. She was an, actually she was an Olympian. Former Olympian. Mm-hmm. Wow. She was an Olympian, now she's a nurse. I thought it was interesting. I saw another video after looking at the story. So here's the story. That what what was shown on the on the on the cam footage. On the found footage. I know, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> found say that. footage. It's so uh, shaky. Um uh, <laughs> I mean, this shit happened about two months ago, but they just released the body cam footage right. like last week or so. Um, a dude came into the hospital. It was all procedural. It was a procedural mistake. Yeah, no. what started it. Right? Well, he's like, no, we need we need you to draw blood so that we could do blah, blah. And she's like, no, I can't. And she had some money on the phone. It was the director of the hospital. And he's like, you can't do that. Correct. There's a law unless you have a warrant or probable cause. Uh, or the guy is actually under arrest. You can't do this. It's a mm-hmm. violation of his civil rights. And she was explaining this to the cop. And the cop's like, fuck you. Give me the blood. And she's like, uh, boss, talk to him. And then the guy said, fuck you. I'm, this, I'm done with this. And he goes and arrests her. And then a week later, don't don't judge me. I was looking at, what's that, the Franco show? That dude that like talks Franco. I forgot what the hell the damn name, dude's name is. Anyway, he had some more shit because more shit came to light. The guy... The, there was a guy that was badly burned, and they were trying to get the blood from this guy. Well, this guy was the victim of a car crash. What happened was the cops were chasing a dude in a high-speed chase. The guy veered off the road or out of his lane and struck an 18-wheeler head-on because he was trying to evade the police. And it, the 18-wheeler fucking blew up. Like, it was the driver of the 18-wheeler in which they wanted the blood. What? Yeah. Not the, not the guy that they were chasing because he died on the scene. They wanted the blood of the guy that got in the accident the truck driver mm-hmm. uh people were speculating it was because they try to have maybe if they said oh something was in the system it's his fault it's exactly. not our fault correct yeah um and it also turns out that this guy was like i forgot what you, they call it he's basically like an extra officer um do you know the name of that he's basically like an if they need him to come in to be an officer he could do it but he has a regular job like a like a like a reservist like a reserve officer i've he, never even he, heard the, of that the guy's actually a reserve okay uh you know like dwight Schrute on the office well yeah kinda right like that. yeah yeah so it was something it was that kind of situation where he was actually auxiliary on the police. police yeah and that probably also explains why he flexed and was a total cocksucker doing what he did and because so the, and so the typical yeah. cop wouldn't i bet you he didn't even know that that was law. the case yeah mm-hmm. because the thing is is like for example here um and this is the way that uh, I also heard it explained as well, because that was really trippy. Yeah. But, for example, if 
if, say, you get admitted to the hospital and the police bring you in and, and you are drunk as a skunk to the point that, like, you weren't, you know, say you weren't driving anything or whatever, so, you know, they want to solidify and get you, like, a PI or something like that, that can be done on, that can be done by sight, you know, they can be, oh, public intoxication, you're obviously drunk, you're pissing yourself, you're passing out, here you go, ticket. If you're driving a vehicle and you don't, you know, decide to take a breathalyzer or whatever like that. No, they can't prove that it wasn't because of you getting Well, right, but like, for example, if I roll up in the hospital or whatnot and I pass out due to inebriation, that's no different than me passing out because I have, I go into anaphylactic shock or I have diabetes and I, you know, because of that or whatever. It doesn't matter if I'm not conscious, you're not drawing shit from me. Because you can't. It's against the yeah. law. And and the fact that they were trying to, as it comes out, like with that guy, they were trying to see if, like, well, maybe if that trucker was drunk, like the one that got Tracy Lawrence, haha, then we'll get off the hook. You know, that's some bullshit. That's crazy. And mm-hmm. she was literally just doing her job. And she got manhandled. Yeah. So, but uh, and they but, changed but, their policy. They said now they changed the policy, and they they can't directly talk to nurses now. And they and yeah. they and that cop also, I believe, he was well, put suspended on. with pay. But the, but yeah. but yeah, but I think I just read the other day that now he's actually been terminated. Good. So with I think pay. he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, terminated. He's, with he's pay. gone. So that's a good thing. What else we got? Um, Ted Cruz launches a probe into his anus. Porn like. <laughs> he's uh, he's went since when. Uh, there was an update. Right. He he yeah, said that had to happen today while I was at work. Both of them did. Well, well, the, the, I woke up this morning and was on Twitter yeah. and was like, "What the fuck did t- did Ted Cruz do?" And this buddy of mine was like, "Go to his likes." And I went to his likes, and there Cut was porn. nothing there. Yeah. So then I went to Reddit, and they were like, "Look what was on." And I was like, "Hey, that's Corey Chase." But yeah, so he Literal liked a cuck. Shout out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a yeah. It was a it was a cuckold video. Well, he did he did the um, the thing at the news agency that did the whole. We too low, something wrong did, and they blamed it on their summer intern. Yeah, that, well, I did hear that on NPR because when I was driving around and it was on NPR, I was <laughs> One like, "One of the twenty people that have access to my Twitter did." Yeah, it. yeah, he was like, "We believe it was a staffing issue," and I was like, Nicky, "At two thirty in the morning." Yeah. yeah, I mean, no offense or anything, but it, my wife used to work on political campaigns. You're in office, dude. You ain't doing shit at two thirty in the morning. Yeah, Cuck you're not running is for in anything. Line with with how I met him. <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't. Well, te- well technically... reading up on him, I did not know he wrote a 76-page uh, article about or uh, a law or whatever that he wanted that, that would rid Texas of sex toys. Right. 76 yeah. pages. Yeah. Well, like, and I think, and that was interesting, too, because when I posted online and people were like, well, who cares? And I'm like, he's a fucking hypocrite. He's a yeah. creep. He's a total fucking creep. And then I went back and I found that uh, video of him like when he was in college mm-hmm. and it was like, what are your aspirations or whatever? And he was trying to be yeah, like real well, funny and yeah. he was talking about like, you know, I like ass. And I'm just like, I was a weird college kid too, but not that that's yeah. really fucking weird. And I mean, and it's like, okay, so he's into... He's into MILF porn. All right, well, good on you. And then what was crazy was I read an article today, and I forgot where it was, but they said that Corey Chase, who's the porn star who's in, well, one of the two because there's two women, uh, Corey Chase, who's the main porn star in the video, bears a striking resemblance to his wife, and they showed a side-by-side. Oh, my God. I'll be damned. I was like, okay. They were not too far off. I was so, like, yeah, so, so they updated the article that I sent earlier. So he's... He's seeking now seeking who did it. 
he should have he yeah. should have just been like no comment and then because i was actually commenting to my friend david earlier today i was like this could actually go a whole news cycle and totally be forgotten about yeah and if he hadn't done that it would have been because yep. there's already been bigger shit today and mm-hmm. now this just came back up that was dumb yep um, in other news, uh, pet store puppy poo causing human diarrhea epidemic. That's him. I didn't. Mike yes. Phillison. <laughs> yes. uh, what is up with this, this shit? The CDC. Uh, some some place called Petland. Yeah. Was given something, giving people some shit that I cannot pronounce. Where they give you intense stomach cramps and vomiting and bloody stool and shit. Damn. It comes from contact with, with puppy shit, but it can't be transferred from person to person. So they knew that it was in contact. It was 37 people that were at the pet store. 12 employees got this shit. 25 people that shop there. Wow. So and that that could that actually sounds And it's around the country. It's yeah, well, but that, Petland. Not well, like pet, one Petland. Well, well Petland, Petco, Pet they're all yeah. they're all shitty places yeah. to purchase animals from anyway because like there's a Petco over by us and every Saturday flip a coin. It's either cats for adoption or dogs for adoption so i would think if i have a little dog who you know shat itself in its cage or whatever and the lady cleans it up or whatever but then you don't clean the dog mm-hmm. and this and these this dog gets content here hold the puppy hold the puppy hold the and then you go home and you're just like oh tacos then then <laughs> fuck yeah that's how it happens yeah. because i work in a hospital and sepsis is one of the biggest things that can happen in a hospital environment and everybody's like how does this happen? You go to the bathroom and you don't wash your fucking hands. It's very basic. If you're, that's why when you go to these pet stores or whatever, regardless of chain, there's fucking hand sanitizer everywhere. That's a start. Use yeah. that. I guarantee. Oh yeah, the you, end of the article just basically said wash. Your wash your hands. fucking hands. That's be that an is, adult and wash fucking hands. Mm-hmm. If you got kids, mm-hmm. here Tommy, here Jane, done. I've heard bad bloody things about school. That, uh, Sanitizing lotion. Um, it's made by it the doesn't. It doesn't Illuminati. get everything it needs to. Mike, I think it's time to play your game that we we've come up with some music for. Yes, and this is the first time it's ever been played on the podcast. Rock out with I've your sock it. out. Here we go. Oh, solid by, man by that Michael. was good man yeah we had a we had a jam session like an hour and a half <clears throat> mike you made me Spit laugh that out. so hard that was pretty damn good i, I liked it man start a band <laughs> yeah i got time for that shit. i better <laughs> got time for this man okay <clears throat> today's five. Oh boy brought to you by lone star buttons Oh, wow. oh, it Your is. Source. Got a no, <laughs> wow. Segment. All right. Wow. Hot no, damn. Fucking deep. He's all over this. I got. It's a. It's a common <laughs> thread, though. <laughs> okay. Well, Adam has not actually officially sponsored this section, but then you are not should. sponsored. I am not no, sponsored. I'm unsponsored. That's good. Um, I got to come we'll, up. We'll with, talk after. The show. Yes. <laughs> uh, first story headline: SUV hauling barbecue grill explodes at the woman light cigarette. That's feasible. There's a couple in Orlando. They're moving the propane grill in an SUV. Wife likes the cigarette. Grill was still turned on and the propane was open and connected. Uh, They sustained burn. The roof was blown out. All the windows were blown out. After the explosion, the vehicle crashed into a pole. They were towing it. 
In the SUV. It's been a month. Wait a minute. There was a propane tank in the the SUV? There was a grill in the SUV. They're fucking retarded. They deserve whatever they get. What the fuck? So Mike's going to tell us a a story, and we have to decide whether it's real or fake. Yes. It's been a month. They have. Sorry. I I give a story, and they have to... Your your game is to choose whether or not it's real or fake. I say that. Play at home. You said Florida, right? Orlando, Florida. Fucking Florida. Yeah, it's true. I'm going to say false on this one. It's a true story. Yeah, I am six and zero because I got all five that, last uh, time. That story was brought to you by uh, Trey Hyatt. He hit me up. He knew what I was. He knew what I was doing. He said, "Hey, you might want to use this." You like, vetted him. You, you found out the research. You knew yeah. it was real. Okay. Yeah. God, oh yeah, that's fucking stupid. Okay, for uh, forty-five hundred. Surprised didn't pass out before the cigarette got lit. Local story: forty-five hundred pound crocodile found roaming in the streets of Houston, Texas. I'm going to say true on that. I'm going to go false because that was all over the internet. And then they said, that's not actually here. Residents spotted a 4,500-pound croc waiting in the neighborhood. There was a Janice Wright. She's a 40-year-old resident. 40-year resident. Sorry. She's not 40 years old. She's been in Houston 40 years. Okay. She was there. Uh, the 21-foot croc. Uh, it was near her 21 grand- feet? Yeah. I say false. No, near her grandson. False. 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 Re- false. They cannot <sighs> physically yeah, that one's get false. that long. Yeah, that one was it's, debunked it's on Facebook. It's false. Because they... It was weird. Well, first they said crocodile, which I don't. I think we get alligators. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, we yeah. get gators. We don't get crocs. Right. Unless you buy crocs at the mall. Okay. Boston. Oh, fuck. Members of midget crime gang suspected <laughs> of 55 break-ins. That's hilarious. Three members of the Irish mob midgets were arrested during a break-in. <laughs> the security footage showed them entering the house by using the pet door. Get the... F- uh, how many? A, huh? Three how many? people. Three. Okay. Coming uh, in through a doggy door? Authorities suspect crime organization and 55 other incidents in Boston. Several yeah. members have been arrested in the past for drug trafficking, arson, and aggravated assault. Midgets in Boston. I'm going to say false on Irish midgets. Irish midgets in Boston. I'm say Boston. False. The fact that the Irish midget mafia? <laughs> I'm going to go with false because that's too specific. False. Yeah! Eight that's no. my y'all, first y'all one. Sniffing Eight it. No, that's my first one. Eight no. One. Okay, sinkhole. Oh. Swallows man legs as he crosses the street in New York. Unidentified man was walking in Just Brooklyn. Just his legs? Unidentified man crossing <laughs> Brooklyn Street had his right leg swallowed by a sinkhole up to his knee. Ow. Uh, the road just gave away while I still crossing the street. Three firefighters worked to pull him out. He was free, but his shoes stayed under the ground. He was taken to a hospital where, with minor trauma to the leg. Not clear what caused the sinkhole. I'm going to say true on that one. Uh, I go with true too. It's true. Yeah. Yeah! There's video of it. The, the guy's just... That's really weird. There's a guy in New York, and he's just kind of kneeling, one foot, one leg on his knees, uh-huh. his right leg just swallowed up. Like, it was... lip. The sinkhole was literally the size of his leg. Did you see the video of the either Chinese or Japanese man who went into the sinkhole? He was no. driving on a fucking moped. Oh. He was... <laughs> He was texting. He just went right into it. It's like, don't text and drive. He's fucking gone. Number five. Y'all doing pretty good this time. I got to come up with harder stories. Uh, Man on drugs breaks into pet shop and eats 10 pounds of dog food. Wait, where is this? Florida? Is this Florida? Denver, Colorado. Oh, shit. They they respond to an alarm at a dog kingdom at 3 a.m. there. They found a broken window and a 40-year-old window garrison inside. He was eating some dog biscuits. Ten pounds? Ten he was visibly high on drugs on and appeared to be starving. No criminal charges were filed as the store <sighs> owner took pity. Uh, the, he agreed not to press charges if he were to pay for the damages to the window. Wow. False. I'm going to go with false, too. 
False. Yeah. Big story. Ten and oh, bitches. Fucking coattails. Yeah. What, man? Come on. Alright, y'all should do. We, I should do a three, two, one. <laughs> oh yeah. Either way, that doesn't matter. You can either do the. You can go first, or you can go second. <laughs> I just went first because I'm closer. That uh, makes sense. Anyway, good times. We've got a friend question. So one. Yes. We got more than one. I saw got, the got, what new movies have you seen from yes. person I don't know. The man is that's Here we go. Cause, Oh. What do we got? That's handy. Rose of Texas asks, as soon as this fucking thing works, um, have you seen Unacknowledged on Netflix? Shit is heavy. Uh, have you seen it? Unacknowledged? It's a, it's a, is that like, is that like Tuna Shamed? No, no, no. It's a, it's a UFO documentary. Oh, nope. I fucking signed out of those from the last time. Hey, man. uh, (laughs) You done with that shit. I don't blame you. Oh, boy, uh, ruined you on extraterrestrials. Oh, that fucking swung so, and missed at that. Uh, this dude named Stephen Greer. I, I've been checked out of the UFO stuff for a while myself. And uh, last time I checked, he hadn't done anything in a really long time. But I saw his documentary on Netflix. Can I point this my way? Sure. Sorry. Bring Thanks. them all in. So, uh... <laughs> Here's. I feel like I'm doing it's a... a press conference. Press conference. <laughs> uh, so, Stephen Greer is known for digging up documents, uh, government documents redacted and publicizing them. He, he does this, uh, he does a UFO conference and at, uh, I think it's the American press society or some shit like that. I can't remember the details cause it's been a few years, but, uh, I watched the documentary and he's come across all this documentation that I'd never even heard of Cause he made it about, up. no, I mean, he's got, <laughs> He's got eyewitnesses that are... It's basically centered on the military and uh, public officials. Okay. So that lends a lot of credibility because there's pa- there's a paper trail. And there's, like... Uh, it's just interesting. Fucking... Just trying to uh, answer this guy's question. He's uh, saying As it. far as, like, if you're, the military saying that there are, yeah, there are like, aliens? Not aliens, but uh, UFOs. So, oh. I mean, it could really be anything. Oh, thank you. That's a good idea. Bring it in. Um, so, yeah, if you're interested in UFOs, that's a really good nope. documentary. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'll watch The Keepers again. We've, we've Fuck already. that. Uh, Jugglenuts asks, if you look at a picture of the person you're madly in love with, from whom, when... Does it need You're madly in love with from when they were young and think, damn, that person's still sexy, but you don't feel that way about any other kid. Does that make you a chomo? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. As in, like, if you, I if your adult self looked at a picture of my wife as, as like an eight year old, and yes. you're like, man, she's sexy as an eight year old. That's weird. Yeah, because usually did, eight, eight year olds are this is from Instagram, gangly and fucking weird. Looking. Yep. <laughs> did you perhaps put the 420 hashtag? On? <laughs> no, I didn't. But 420 is pretty connected to our uh, Instagram fan, anyway. That in our fan base. Period. Yep. Thank you, listeners. No, I think that that's uh. That's gross. Yeah, yeah, it's, no. yeah it's pretty bad. Um, what else we got on Facebook? We got oh, what are y'all eating for dinner? Which uh, I have mine. If, I, if you have not smelled it, I had some tuna fish sandwiches for lunch. <laughs> I am I am tuna shamed. Uh, I haven't had dinner yet, so me well, I had an early dinner. Well, what happened was my homie, that my coworker, uh, he accidentally spilled his lunch in his office oh. without eating a single bite. Come get off that game of Sorry, shit. Man. No, it's fine. 
he he dropped his food and I felt bad and I was like, well, I can eat my shit that I brought for lunch later. But let's go out. Oh, so, there you uh, go. So well, I see now he's got an angle. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, Mike, Michael, take me to lunch every time I spill my stuff. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> no, that food that he had looked delicious. His wife made some uh, some fried rice. Oh, some, there you go. With some uh, bulgogi. And that that question was from Amanda Damiano. Yes. Um, Thomas on Dieter also asked, "What movies y'all seen lately?" Yeah, it's uh, been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been more for the Planet of the Apes. Fucking solid. Really? I love the trilogy. Okay, I dug it. Cool. I haven't seen any of those. The James Franco. Oh, it, I love it. There was just looking back on it, I was like, wow, a a, a Planet of the Apes trilogy in which I, I'm like, go apes, fuck the humans. It was like it was. <laughs> they pulled it off. Oh, okay. I cool. cared about the all the apes. I saw a meme online where it was like where it goes next or whatever, and now all the apes are like, let's go! And the fucking horses are like, these assholes are heavy, so it's like rise of the planet of the horses. <laughs> <laughs> so now the horses are going to rise go. up against the apes because they're tired of toting them around. And then, you know, nice. kids' movies, uh, that shitty-ass emoji movie. Oh, I'm mm. sorry. God damn, you paid money for that? Well, I went to the dollar theater. Um. Kids, uh, well, close to, it's a... Uh, I could tell that it has the innards of a mall dollar theater, mm. but it's actually owned by Cinemark. Oh. But it's $3 for the matinee. Oh, okay. But it's that seating where it's just, you're kind of on a slope a little bit. Like the then, old school, literally just... Yeah. Do, 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 do. yeah. Yeah. How many theaters are in there? Eight or so. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, we went and no rules. I was trying to tell my kid to behave, but everybody else was fucking running around. Oh my God. This is before, this is while the trailers are playing, so I'm like, I right, whatever. Then some kids started getting into a shushing. Like, oh. somebody was making a little bit of noise, and they're like, shh, I'm trying to get away from the mic, shh. And yeah. I was like, I was close to fucking yelling at kids and saying, your shushing is fucking louder than whatever they're doing. Stop. Yep. I but I, I, fucking, I was like, why no. why I hate taking my kids to But I went. Movies. They, they played, they read the lyrics to Shine Like a Diamond from Katy Perry, and then some girl in theater was like, Shine Like a I was like, I don't need to hear your shit. I'm watching the movie. I don't care if you know that song. Oh, Damn, man. ruthless, Mike. I was getting mad. I was getting that low blood sugar. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Need some cheese puffs. All yes. right, we ready for some... Funny thing is, I probably had a handful during actual Harvey. I've been forcing myself to cheese ball it. I need... <laughs> must. Must. I must have at least ten cheese balls a day. Oh, give nice. me Pop-Tart. Uh, shall yes. we dive into tenfold? Tenfold? Yes. Sure. Tinfoil Tirades brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons offers. What do they offer? Buttons. Yeah, buttons. Buttons, 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 and, and Coke mirrors. All kinds of buttons. Uh, Coke mirrors, that? yes. Texas, I don't know what Texas that was. buttons. Um, buttons, Coke mirrors, regular mirrors, uh, rectangle mirrors. Circle mirrors, just any kind of mirrors. <laughs> Hexagonal uh, mirrors. They also make buttons. Lot, lots, lots of, of different kinds of buttons. Um, and check out his website. It's like 1994. Yeah, don't want to ruin it. We got about 45 seconds into that before it died. But no we're still shit. recording. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, well, we're all audio all the time. Every two weeks. I would say next time it, it when you're here, me use your your phone. Okay, if it can charge. True. If it can charge at the same time, because I think we've had the best success with yours. Yeah, but that was an iPhone. This is now Samsung, so uh -oh. I don't know. 
Sorry. What do you got? You got a Note 8? Five. That's what. No. I don't know either. Uh, anyway, sorry. Um, sorry for the what plot. are we talking about? We're talking about Anna Oh, yeah, Lone, Jones. Lone Star yes. Buttons. Uh, yeah, go order, go to LoneStarButtons.com. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He's done some really interesting stuff. He's doing fundraiser and, uh, buttons right now. Yes, he is. He's Those are nice. awesome. Very good dude. And uh, you can get in touch with him uh, by email at info at LoneStarButtons.com, or you can call him on his personal cell phone number without death threats, please. Uh, 281-798-1996. Tell him uh, Revenge of the World sent you and you want to suck in his hairy tits. Uh, We're also brought to you by... Jessica Martinez, agent of insurance. Uh, If you need insurance, which a lot of people do, uh, there is a moratorium on flood insurance at the (laughs) moment. Yeah, right. Gotta Uh, wait another six months. Yeah. Well, I think it was 30 days from when the flood first flood happens. Mm. Anyway, and there cannot be a storm in in the... in the Gulf. Um, well, you can, like I said, you're going to have to wait about six months. But yeah, that shit keeps rolling out. <laughs> if you need auto insurance, home insurance, renter's insurance, or life insurance, give Jess the Babe Martinez a call at 713-298-1985. Um, try and bundle some shit together because that'll save you some money. Um, tonight's tenfold tirade is... War of the Worlds. Who, who listened to the broadcast? This guy. Oh, awesome. they can't see that. Oh, you can yeah. See oh, I yeah. raised we're, my we're hand. Not, we're when we're eventually anymore. on YouTube when you mm-hmm. decide to get off your app. I don't know. Yeah. Don't People know are going to be on. like, you mean that movie with Keanu Reeves? I've got about 40 videos to post to YouTube. Oh, Jesus. Um, you know, yeah. No, not, not Keanu Reeves. That was, uh, that was horrible. That was the day the earth stood still. Was, Which Where the Worlds no. was with well, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's the ticket. Yeah, yeah. Both equally shitty. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, but anyway, it's probably better. Uh, anyway, um, basically, the reason this is in Tenfold Tyrade is when this was broadcast in the, I think it was 1938. Mm-hmm. Uh, people thought it was real. Yep. Because for the four, first 40 minutes, it was a it was camouflaged as a regular broadcast. So there yeah, were no shit cutting in and out. Yeah, there were no. Uh, advertisements there were no commercials there were no commercials in between so what would have been somewhat of a regular broadcast of of an orchestra playing because at the time there were barely any radio stations out there and there weren't the radio programs of there was no that like you used to like you said i think the last one you were like i've really gotten into like am radio like like you know, Jack Benny and shit like that. That wasn't there a was thing yet. no, not even mm-hmm. there. There was no there was no AM FM. It was AM only, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> they were the FM of whatever of the day. Uh, so they disguised it as a real broadcast, and they they cut in with an emergency, like a, an emergency. Say emergency. We say some clouds coming off the Mars. Looks <laughs> yeah. Like- yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the muzzle of a firing gun. It's super old time, <laughs> yeah, and and silly by today's standards. But for the time, I mean, it, it really did send people did into people a panic. People talked that way back then. Like I don't understand. Yes, that. Yes, yes, they did. It's weird. Yes, it's they did. Crazy. That's like yeah, because actually they don't make movies like they used to. Thanks God, because <laughs> fucking shit's horrible. People relax. Top of the morning, Mister. How would you like? Yeah, it's bad. Um. Everybody was pretty much a, a news broadcaster. It sounded like well, and and up until probably mid late sixties, early seventies, that was like the go to radio voice. 
Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is if you still look it at it, kind of still is. Elevator. Too, it's more like a stripper, the stripper DJ. Hey, hey everybody. You know, but the with this specifically, um, I think because it was made in the vein that it was to mimic and actually sound like everything else that was out there mm-hmm. was part of the reason why it was so convincing at the time. Yeah. It's fucking... I mean... Because the production value of it, if given... If you if you think back then, because this is this is day and age where it was like you know Timmy Janice, come on if you're done put your plates away now and people would sit around sit around in the and listen and, to the radio right, right and so the thing is is you're tuning in to hear there was no rock and roll even like no there was no there was big band music yeah it was just an uh, there was big yeah, band music big and band jazz orchestra right it was orchestral music that was playing. And that it, they they cut into with an emergency alert, and you would listen, and then, in an arc- and then they continued it again, and because like, like music would play, updates will follow, and you know? then RKO would come in, and it'd be like you know this news break is brought to you by Paul Mall, you yeah. know, and then it'd be like so then they go back to it. So this went on for forty minutes, and people were losing their shit because you know the emergency got worse and worse as it was updated, and. uh supposedly a whole town was in the streets like panicking looking around yes yeah like mm-hmm. and uh there's a documentary i forget the name of it it's on vimeo i'll have to maybe i'll link it to the page or something I'll, I'll when i figure look it out at but there was shit. A- the but I, I mean i want to wait until we finish discussing the broadcast to do because it, there's a lot of stuff debunking the <clears throat> craze about it but uh, if you want to finish oh is in like maybe right. it wasn't that big of a yeah. deal yeah. Well, no, they, they've they openly admitted yeah. it was really regional. They basically yes. said mm-hmm. oh, maybe 100 people heard it because mm-hmm. it was a... It not, was opposite another big show, right? It was opposite a really big variety show. Mm-hmm. And so people were maybe tuning in during the commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. And maybe they heard snippets and they're like, what the hell is this? So, like, yeah, the first 40 minutes are, like, straight up, it's new shit. And I think the last 20 minutes is... The guy looking for survivors and then talking to some dude and saying, "Oh, right after can't 40- believe they killed it." I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, when I listened to the whole thing, I never heard it before, and I was like, "Pretty interesting way to go about it." I remember reading the book as a kid, and I was like, "Fucking boring." <laughs> but I guess back in the day, maybe er- really early sci-fi, they people were really gripped. I it mean, was written by H.G. <clears throat> Wells, yeah. And then the it, broadcast was written by uh, Orson Welles. Orson Welles, no mm-hmm. relation, yeah, no different relation. spellings. Correct. Uh, it, it it took place in England because that's where H.G. Wells was from. Then they translated it to it happened on the American coast, right? Somewhere. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But when I was hearing about it, they're like, "Yeah, not that many people really heard it." Um, it was going on against them, but basically they said that it was hyped by the media because uh, at the time newspaper print was getting scared about radio taking radio over. taking mm-hmm. over. Yep. So he said in the month that followed, even though barely anybody heard it, they said like 14,000 or 1,400 uh, news agencies wrote an article about how there was mass hysteria in the streets right. and people fucking like committing suicide and shit. And he said at, when it came out of that, they're like, oh, well, you know, we need to make the FCC and we got to regulate this because uh, radio's not being responsible. All these people are killing themselves and it's fake. So we got to make regulations so it doesn't happen again. And like that was basically, That's how they caused the hype so that they could try to change, like put it in their favor. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, so reading from the Wikipedia page, uh, the 
the reaction to it wasn't as widespread as yeah i i heard when i first learned about oh this. yeah they, yeah they're like all of america was fucking yeah. like shotguns no and, yeah. bullshit <laughs> no uh, it was it was uh was it out in the ozarks i mean what I, what i read was it was uh just a small town that was you know fucking people were just hey jimmy you see any aliens <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no we're good how about you paul I'm fine. It happened in uh, <laughs> just Janice out back in New Jersey, and I could see like, well, I mean, just people were different back then. Like yeah. there was there was less black people. There's probably oh. barely oh, Jesus barely telephones <laughs> for these people to communicate with. Uh, <laughs> like those aliens better not be a part of that Black Lives Matter. Show. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> they're divisive. Yeah, you should. Oh, not to get back on that, but you should have told that bitch like. Lit- it's a group literally created so that police would stop shooting, shooting. people. Oh, no, I went down people that road. Like, I You're listening there. to the wrong people that are saying that them and Antifa are these when, like, when fucking she, mob groups that are trying to kill everybody. When she, when she said she had a MAGA hat, I was like, this conversation is <laughs> But no, just, you know what's interesting, though? Because with, like, yesterday being, and I didn't even think about this in, in regards to this, like, parallels, um, like, I was listening to you know september 11th retrospectives mm-hmm. and stuff like yesterday because mm-hmm. i'm a glutton Never for punishment forget. so why the fuck not and it didn't even dawn on me that like in 2001 the internet and society in which it is that we currently live 16 years later didn't exist the way it did then yeah that's uh, everybody everybody's very re- everybody's real quick now to like you know question the media and question the media and question the media and 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 dick holes like Alex Jones are given a a legitimate you know platform and and the Breitbart's of the world are allowed to be you know put out there or whatever and legitimized because of social media and because of the media in general. Yeah. If, it if came you think on the radio back then, it, it was, was the honest to God's truth. Yeah. It was legit. Mm-hmm. It would be. I'm trying to think back to, and I was so young, I can't really think of something i think it would be v you remember the miniseries v mm-hmm. when we were kids growing up that would probably i'm trying to think short of like shit that just came on the news there was nothing genuinely jarring that came on tv that if they'd have pitched it you know because there was stuff back in the day on the radio too where like dragnet and things like the shadow and stuff like you know these are true tales of terror later. you know stuff like that like 10 15 years later after this because mm-hmm. this blazed the trail but you know, I'm trying to think of like a motion picture or or a television show or something that caused the same type of, albeit scaled or whatever, type of like hysteria. And the only thing I can think of is that hurricanes. That, hurricanes? You, well, no. Uh, Independence Day. The fucking world went crazy about that movie. And the reason why was because of the way that it was marketed. Hmm. Because that movie, and I actually looked into it some more, and it turns out that they changed the marketing scheme that that movie changed the marketing scheme for modern day movies forward because i don't know if y'all remember or not but if you actually go back and look you'll see it it was literally the wording of the movie people were because the way they sold it was on tv only in theaters independence day so people were like oh holy shit they're only showing this on the fourth of july we better go you know because they thought like i remember oh my god i was a kid i used to think if i did not watch it in theaters i wouldn't you would never get to see it so so this ad campaign ponied on the fact that they were like oh shit that's not what we really meant but the movie did bonkers because There were fucking people fighting in line to go see this movie because they thought, holy crap, if I don't see this today, I'm ne- it's 
it's going to go away, and then right. I'm going to have to wait six months or however long it used to take for stuff to come out on VHS or DVD. Yeah. And that's the kind... I don't remember anything... Americans of, have always been gullible. Right. Right. Oh, so man. so with this being tinfoilish, how do you think it has parallels to today? I mean, they're everywhere. <laughs> Everything we just talked about, uh, including the security guard at Walmart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thinking he was uh, completely safe. My, my sister got... In- Wrapped up in the Y2K craze. Uh, yeah. One of my oh sisters. yeah, there I forgot about so that. So I had yeah. I had all the computers are going to die. Where I grew up, we had um, a house in the front. We had a back, like a, a studio apartment in the back, mm-hmm. connected to the garage. My sister lived in there by herself. Well, obviously it's a one bedroom. Um, she boarded up her windows for for Y2K. She thought that there was going to be mass pandemonium, like like utter chaos. I don't know. Oh, she thought that there was going to be utter chaos. Um, Shit. I just worked at Wells Fargo. We were fucking thinking the computers were going to go back to, like, 1900. Mm -hmm. So, oh, my God, everybody's credit wiped. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Well, not really, because I had no credit in 2000. It should happen. It should have had a wipe. Do it again. Yeah, exactly. That was what was weird. But now, I mean, the fact that, like, we just suffered through an election that two-thirds of the voting public got all of their news from one source. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I I don't know how far um, memeing... I, I guess time will tell... As to how much memeing went into getting uh, Donald elected, like we're gonna bolster his name just for a fucker, just to fuck with people, and then it worked. Well, yeah, like and people, seeing that's what genuinely, know? but but even in the same realm, like if if you take people like my parents into consideration who openly voted for Donald Trump because they vote party lines, yeah. and I hate the fact that this is going straight to that, but we'll circle back when you my, like my dad. I was on the Google the other day. Are you on that Facebook? Your kid's over here. He's on the YouTube. That's my dad. Okay. I love him to death. (laughs) But come home, flip on Fox News. And that's their source. But in the other realm, in in the let's let's go in the fucking snowflake direction. Yeah. You know, come home, blog on Tumblr. Get on that Then go get on HuffPo. And then I'm going to go and I'll, uh, let, let me, let me uh, you know, okay, I'm going to go to Hillary's site, and then I'm going to put it on MSNBC. That's your bubble over yeah. there. So with this, everybody sit around the radio and listen to the radio because what they tell you is the truth. Yeah. What's well, happening time, in World War II is happening. I was about to get to that. It you was, know, it was pre-World War II. Yeah, right. Time. World War One. Everybody was two. Everybody mm-hmm. was just starting to get nervous. Correct. Because the Nazis were already in existence and yeah, they were moving. They're coming. And, uh, I mean, to be aware of, you know, the the entire planet about to engage in a war mm-hmm. and then hear over the radio your American armed forces uh, failing one after the other after the other. Mm-hmm. It's, it's I think that, shit. that added to the panic. Well, right, because yeah, because yeah, and see, and that's another thing too. And until I had kids, it hadn't really. You think you're safe? Yes, and because you're, radio you're insulated and everything, you're like, oh, I'm fine. Feel very vulnerable. And see, and that's what I think is so strange because now we live in an age where there's an asshole over in North Korea that's just literally like, ha ha ha, it's Thursday, and it, and people are like, ah, oh, dude, it's North Korea. And I'm like, but what if? Because I remember growing up as a kid. Like, when I was, like, in later elementary into junior high, one, having a dad that was a cop, it was like, well, fuck, I hope he comes home. But then you watch the nightly news, yeah. and, and right then it was Iran-Contra and all that stuff. So I had no scope or relativity as to what it was that was going on. I just know I would go into the den, 
And every night between like 5 and 6.30, there were missiles and shit going off on TV all the time. And so I was just like, the fuck, are we going to war or whatever? So that's why like now I'm glad that like my kids have like no interest in the news at all whatsoever. <laughs> and, and I would think that in regards to this tragedy that just happened here with the hurricane and stuff, they had no scope. They had no realm of reality to understand that that stuff that they were seeing on TV was happening right, right now, okay. happening outside. That the, the sound that you hear on the skylight, that's all that. So I felt really fucking bad once it was all over with, and my goddamn kids weren't in school for two weeks, and my son's upstairs being like, oh, the Wi-Fi's slow. And I'm like, motherfucker, I know people who don't have a house that has Wi-Fi in it. Yeah. I'm taking your ass to a soup kitchen, because they have no scope or sense of reality. So if, and like in this time, routine, go to work, Come home, go to school, come home, listen to the radio. You're in a routine. You're going to be serving Mulligan Stew at Hobo Jungle. I, I, no, but I it's don't like have, uh, I don't have any local channels. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't subscribe. I don't have a digital. You don't have cable. Server. Okay. I don't yeah. have cable. I don't have mm. any live television. Right. Uh, we just have the bunny ears that get the local stuff. Oh yeah. Otherwise, oh, oh, yeah I don't. That. I don't even mess with that part. I mean, I do mostly Netflix and uh, stuff that is readily available to purchase online uh, from Amazon and such. So you typically keep abreast of things by going online and reading, then, I would assume. That and Facebook, yeah. And it, Well, during the storm, we had a wind-up uh, radio. Oh, you weather wind radio. It, you, mm -hmm. For a couple minutes, you could listen to it for 10. If you keep winding it slowly while it's playing, it'll go it'll for, keep going. for a yeah. fucking long time. Uh, so that's we were getting all our news from AM stations. Mm -hmm. So that's why when you were saying, I don't know what y'all guys were saying, I didn't see shit. The only thing I saw were... Basically, from what my friends were posting on Facebook, mm -hmm. and seeing and that, that was my scope, and that and and seeing things. so that tailored your intake of what happened of yeah. the storm. So that was your intake of the storm because yeah. one of the biggest things and issues that I was having was all of these Monday morning morale. You know, moms were all like, you know, like for example, that lady who teed off on the CNN woman. Yeah, you know, she's like, well, you know, a nice, uh, not right now would have been nice. And I'm like, bitch, I've been fucking chest deep in storm water yeah. for the past three days. I can sympathize with that person. Yeah. When when you don't have a point of reference and all you know is routine and habit, that's how this kind of stuff with the with the war of the worlds can can happen because you come home. You do what you do, and then you fire up that radio, and you're ready to hear the same guy you hear every night tell you the news, and then that guy's going to play that song. I mean, it was very rote. It'd be like going and being like, oh, shit, Game of Thrones, and you go and sing Game of Thrones, and instead it's like fucking something else. You're like, well, wait a minute. What the... F it, it fucks with your reality. It's like... If they were to interrupt a Game of Thrones that say North Korea attacked. Oh, it was just a radio. Oh, my God. Something like that. Fucking... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, be like, we are at war. World, you know, Donald Trump has da-da-da-da-da. You look out your window and... Eh. Yeah, it doesn't look. I think we're good. It's no get fire. Back, get back to Cersei. Oh, no. Uh, I didn't catch all the live stuff. I was catching stuff that people were posting. And there was this one dude where there was some car, and this lady walks up to this dude, and she's like, hey, you see this thing? That's crazy. What do you think about it? And he's like, shit, I don't know. You tell me. I was like, yes, that was on live television. Yeah, see, Thanks. but 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 my like to go back to this though, yeah. it it all has to do with the the time in which it is that it happened because the problem that we face now with this is we're in a day and an age now to where we don't need the radio and we don't need TV anymore because the minute like something if this were to happen today, it would be debunked within the first like. 
10 yeah. minutes because you could go to the internet or something and be like, oh, look at the cam footage. Yeah. It would be debunked by anti conspiracy theorists. And uh, who, so, I mean, if it were to happen, if it were to, yeah, like legitimately, if aliens came down and started attacking shit. People would still debunk it. We'll see, and and, and not to totally pigeonhole off into something else. But that's like my whole thing, like why I'm like Mm anti-religion. If Jesus were to come back, there'd be some fucking holier-than-thou asshole somewhere that would be like, nope, 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 that's not it. That's just Carl from Wyoming. You know, there'd be somebody that would just be like... Jesus did come back. He's in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, boy. Uh, Ooh. Ooh. let's uh let's go to the end of the show and sign off. <laughs> I was wondering we've been where you're here going for like two, two hours. hours. Uh, it's a lane. Thanks hours. everybody for listening. Uh, we're gonna continue the audio version with the actual War of the Worlds recording. If you're watching this on video, uh, you're probably on YouTube. So YouTube. Look it up after the show. Yeah, Google. I, I recommend the one that says 2011 remaster. Oh, it sounds it sound, better. Sounds really good. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right on. Awesome. All well, right, everybody. Crackly, but it was, it was good for. Thanks for listening. Uh, we will not be. wait so long. Yeah, we won't be here time. next week, but there we'll was, be here the week after that. There was a natural disaster. Yeah, so, and fucking uh, hurricanes and racist white women and diarrhea. <laughs> uh, check out our Instagram, uh, Revenge of the World. Also, uh, thank you to Mockingbird Network. Check out their uh, website, Mockingbird mm, MockingbirdNetwork.com. I thought it was I org, think. but okay. Try org. Uh, there's a lot of good podcasts or on there. .net Check them out. or whatever. Uh, um, Brenda, you're going to come back? Brenda, she wants to come back. I don't know exactly she what part she was interested in, but she's always fucking welcome. Yes. Yay. Um, all right. See you guys later. Gently go fuck someone. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of the Mercury Theater and star of these broadcasts, Orson Welles. We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's, yet as mortal as his own. We know now that as human beings busied themselves about their various concerns, they were scrutinized and studied, perhaps almost as narrowly as a man with a microscope might scrutinize the transient creature's warm and multiply in a drop of water. With infinite complacence, people went to and fro over the earth about their little affairs, serene in the assurance of their dominion over this small, spinning fragment of solar driftwood, which by chance or design, man has inherited out of the dark mystery of time and space. Yet across an immense ethereal gulf, minds that are to our minds, as ours are to the beasts in the jungle, intellect vast, cool, and unsympathetic, regarded this earth with envious eyes and slowly and surely drew their plans against us. In the 39th year of the 20th century came the great disillusionment. Near the end of October, business was better. War scare was over. Four men were back at work. Sales were picking up. This particular evening, October 30th, the Crosley service estimated that 32 million people were listening in on radios. Change in temperature. A slight atmospheric disturbance of undetermined origin is reported over Nova Scotia.
causing a low-pressure area to move down rather rapidly over the northeastern states, bringing a forecast of rain accompanied by winds of light gale force. Maximum temperature 66, minimum 48. This weather report comes to you from the Government Weather Bureau. We take you now to the Meridian Room in the Hotel Park Plaza in downtown New York, where you will be entertained by the music of Raymond Raquello and his orchestra. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. From the Meridian Room in the Park Plaza Hotel in New York City, we bring you the music of Raymond Raquello and his orchestra. With the touch of the Spanish, Raymond Raquello leads off with La Campancita. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. At 20 minutes before 8 central time, Professor Farrell of the Mount Jennings Observatory, Chicago, Illinois, reports observing several explosions of incandescent gas occurring at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The spectroscope indicates the gas to be hydrogen and moving toward the Earth with enormous velocity. Professor Pearson of the observatory at Princeton confirms Farrell's observation and describes the phenomenon as, quote, like a jet of blue flame shot from a gun, unquote. We now return you to the music of Ramon Raquello playing for you in the Meridian Room of the Park Plaza Hotel situated in downtown New York. that never loses favor, the ever-popular Stardust, Raymond Raquello and his orchestra. Ladies and gentlemen, following on the news given in our bulletin a moment ago, the Government Meteorological Bureau has requested the large observatories of the country to keep an astronomical watch on any further disturbances occurring on the planet Mars. Due to the unusual nature of this occurrence, we have arranged an interview with a noted astronomer, Professor Pearson, who will give us his views on this event. In a few moments, we will take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, New Jersey. We return you until then to the music of Ramon Raquello and his orchestra. now to take you to the Princeton Observatory at Princeton, where Carl Phillips, our commentator, will interview Professor Richard Pearson, famous astronomer. We take you now to Princeton, New Jersey. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Carl Phillips speaking to you from the observatory at Princeton, standing in a large semicircular room, pitch black except for an oblong split in the ceiling. Through this opening, I can see a sprinkling of stars that cast a kind of frosty glow over the intricate mechanism of the huge telescope. Picking sound you hear, the vibration of the clockwork. 
Professor Pearson stands directly above me on a small platform, peering through the giant lens. I ask you to be patient, ladies and gentlemen, during any delay that may arise during our interview. Besides the ceaseless watch of the heavens, Professor Pearson may be interrupted by telephone or other communication. During this period, he is in constant touch with the astronomical centers of the world. Professor, may I begin our questions? At any time, Mr. Cook. Professor, would you please tell our radio audience exactly what you see as you observe the planet Mars through your telescope? Nothing unusual at the moment, Mr. Phillips. A red disk swimming in a blue sea. Transverse stripes across the disk. Quite distinct now, because Mars happens to be at the point nearest the Earth, in opposition, as we call it. In your opinion, what do these transverse stripes signify, President? Huh. Not canals, I can assure you, Mr. Phillips. Although, that's the popular conjecture of those who imagine Mars to be inhabited. From a scientific viewpoint, the stripes are merely the result of atmospheric conditions peculiar to the planet. Then you're quite convinced, as a scientist, that living intelligence as we know it does not exist on Mars? Say the chances against it are a thousand to one. And yet, how do you account for these gas eruptions occurring on the surface of the planet at regular intervals? Phillips, I cannot account for it. By the way, Professor, for the benefit of our listeners, how far is Mars from the Earth? Approximately 40 million miles. <laughs> Well, that seems a safe enough distance. Uh, just a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Someone has just handed Professor Pearson a message. While he reads it, let me remind you that we, we are speaking to you from the observatory in Princeton, New Jersey, where we are interviewing the world-famous astronomer Professor Pearson. Uh, one moment, please. Professor Pearson has passed me a message which he has just received. Professor, may I read the message to the listening audience? Certainly. Ladies and gentlemen, I shall read you a wire addressed to Professor Pearson from Dr. Gray of the Natural History Museum, New York. Quote, 9.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Seismograph registered shock of almost earthquake intensity occurring within a radius of 20 miles of Princeton. Please investigate. Signed, Lloyd Gray, Chief of Astronomical Division. Unquote. Professor Pearson, could this occurrence possibly have something to do with the disturbances observed on the planet Mars? Oh, hardly, Mr. Phillips. This is probably a meteorite of unusual size, and its arrival at this particular time is merely a coincidence. However, we shall conduct a search as soon as daylight permits. Thank you, Professor. Ladies and gentlemen, for the past ten minutes, we've been speaking to you from the observatory at Princeton, bringing you a special interview with Professor Pearson, noted astronomer. This is Carl Phillips speaking. We are returning you now to our New York studio. Ladies and gentlemen, here is the latest bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. Toronto, Canada. Professor Morse of Macmillan University reports observing a total of three explosions on the planet Mars between the hours of 7.45 p.m. and 9.20 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This confirms earlier reports received from American observatories. Now nearer home comes a special bulletin from Trenton, New Jersey. It is reported that at 8.50 p.m. a huge flaming object, believed to be a meteorite, fell on a farm in the neighborhood of Grover's Mill, New Jersey, 22 miles from Trenton. The flash in the sky was visible within a radius of several hundred miles, and the noise of the impact was heard as far north as Elizabeth. We have dispatched a special mobile unit to the scene, and we'll have our commentator, Carl Phillips, give you a word picture of the scene as soon as he can reach there from Princeton. In the meantime, we take you to the Hotel Martinet in Brooklyn, where Bobby Millette and his orchestra are offering a program of dance music.
take you now to Grover's Mills, New Jersey. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Carl Phillips again, out at the Wilmot Farm, Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Professor Pearson and myself made the 11 miles from Princeton in 10 minutes. Well, I hardly know where to begin. Thank for your word, picture of a strange scene before my eyes, but nothing out of a modern Arabian night. Well, I just got here. I haven't had a chance to look around yet. I guess that's it. Yes, I guess that's the thing directly in front of me. Half buried in a vast pit. Must have struck with terrific force. The ground is covered with splinters of a tree. It must have struck on its way down. But I can see the object itself doesn't look very much like a meteor. At least not the meteors I've seen. It looks more like a huge cylinder. Has a diameter of... Um, uh, what would you say, Professor Pearson? What's that? Uh, what would you say? Uh, what's the diameter of this? About 30 yards. About 30 yards. The metal on the sheath is... Well, I've never seen anything like it. The color is sort of yellowish-white. It's curious... Spectators now are pressing close to the object in spite of the efforts of the police to keep them back. Uh, getting in front of my line of vision. Uh, 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 would you mind standing one side, please? While the police are pushing the crowd back. Here's Mr. Wilmot, owner of the farm here. He may have some interesting facts to add. Mr. Wilmot, uh, would you please tell the radio audience as much as you remember of this rather unusual visitor that dropped in your backyard? Uh, step closer, please. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. Wilmot. I was listening to the radio. Closer and louder, please. Pardon me? Uh, louder, please, folks. Yes. <clears throat> I was listening to the radio and kind of drowsing. A professor fellow was talking about Mars, so I was half dozing. Half yes, yes, Mr. Wilmot, and uh, then what happened? Well, as I was saying, I was listening to the radio kind of halfway. Yes, Mr. Wilmot, and then you saw something. Not first off. I heard something. And what did you hear? A uh, hissing sound like this. Uh, kind of like a Fourth of July rocket. Yes, then what? I turned my head out the window and would have sworn I was... Sleep and dreaming. Yes. Seen a kind of greenish streak and then zingo. Something smacked the ground. Knocked me clear out of my chair. Well, were you frightened, Mr. Wilmot? Well, I ain't quite sure. I reckon I was kind of riled. Well, thank you, Mr. Wilmot. Thank you very much. Yeah, you want me to talk No, that's quite on? all right. That's plenty. Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard Mr. Wilmot, owner of the farm, where this thing has fallen. I wish I could convey the atmosphere, the background of this fantastic scene. Hundreds of cars are parked in a field in back of us, and the police are trying to rope off the roadway leading into the farm, but it's no use. They're breaking right through. Cars' headlights throw an enormous spotlight on the pit where the object's half buried. Now, some of the more daring stories now are venturing near the edge. Yeah, the silhouettes stand out against the metal sheen. <laughs> One man wants to touch the thing. He's having an argument with a policeman. Now, the policeman wins. Now, ladies and gentlemen, there's something I haven't mentioned in all this excitement, but it's becoming more distinct. Perhaps you've caught it already on your radio. Listen, please. Do you hear it? The curious humming sound that seems to come from inside the object. I'll uh, move the microphone nearer. Here. Now, we're not more than 25 feet away. Uh, can you hear it now? Uh, Professor Pearson? Yes, sir. Uh, can you tell us the meaning of that scraping noise inside the thing? Possibly the unequal cooling of its surface. I say, do you still think it's a meteor, Professor? Metal casing is definitely extraterrestrial. Uh, not found on this earth. Friction with the Earth's atmosphere usually tears holes in a meteorite. This thing is smooth and you can see it's cylindrical oh, shape. Something's happening. Ladies and gentlemen, this is terrific. This end of the thing is beginning to flake off. The top is beginning to rotate like a screw, and this thing must be hollow. Keep those men back. Keep those idiots 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 back. Keep
gentlemen, this is the most terrifying thing I, I've ever witnessed. Wait a minute. Someone's calling someone or something. I can see peering out of that black hole through luminous discs. The eyes, it might be a face, might be almost... But heavens, something wriggling out of the shadow like a gray snake. Now it's another one and another one and another one. They look like tentacles to me. I can see the thing's body. Now it's large, large as a bear. It's like wet leather, but hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's indescribable, but I can hardly force myself to keep looking at it. It's so awful. The eyes are black and they gleam like a serpent. The mouth is that's kind of V-shaped with saliva dripping from its rimless lips. It seems to oh, quiver and pulsate, and the monster or whatever it is can hardly move. It seems weighed down by uh, possibly gravity or something. The thing's rising up now, and the crowd falls back. It seems plenty. The most extraordinary experience, ladies and gentlemen, I can't find words and... Well, I'll pull this microphone with me as I talk. I'll have to stop the description until I can take a new position. Hold on, will you please? I'll be right back in a minute. We are bringing you an eyewitness account of what's happening on the Wilmoth Farm, Groversville, New Jersey. We now return you to Carl Phillips at Grover's Mill. Ladies and gentlemen, am I on? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, here I am, back of a stone wall that adjoins Mr. Wilma's garden. From here, I get a sweep of the whole scene. I'll give you every detail as long as I can talk and as long as I can see. The more state police have arrived. They're drawing up a cordon in front of the pit. About 30 of them. No need to push the crowd back now. They're willing to keep their distance. The captain's conferring with someone. Can't quite see who. Oh, yes, I believe it's Professor Pearson. Yes, it is. Now, now they've parted, and the professor moves around one side, studying the object while the captain and two policemen advance with something in their hands. I can see it now. It's a white handkerchief tied to a pole. Flag of truce. Those creatures know what that means, what anything means. Wait a minute. Something's happening. A humped shape is rising out of the pit. I can make out a small beam of light against a mirror. What's that? There's a jet of flame springing from the mirror and it leaps right at the advancing men. It strikes them head on. Oh, Lord, they're turning into flames. Oh, the whole field's caught up by the woods of fires. There's gas heading everywhere. Coming this way now, about 20 yards to my right. Ladies and gentlemen, due to circumstances beyond our control, we are unable to continue the broadcast from Grover's Mill. Evidently, there's some difficulty with our field transmission. However, we will return to that point at the earliest opportunity. In the meantime, we have a late bulletin from San Diego, California. Professor Indelkoffer, speaking at the dinner of the California Astronomical Society, expressed the opinion that the explosions on Mars are undoubtedly nothing more than severe volcanic disturbances on the surface of the planet. We continue now with our piano interlude. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed a message that came in from Grover's Mill by telephone. Just one moment, please. At least 40 people, including six state troopers, lie dead in a field east of the village of Grover's Mill. Their bodies burned and distorted beyond all possible recognition. The next voice you hear will be that of Brigadier General Montgomery Smith, commander of the state militia at Trenton, New Jersey. I have been requested by the governor of New Jersey to place the counties of Mercer and Middlesex as, as far west as Princeton and uh, 
east to Jamesburg under martial law. No one will be permitted to enter this area except by special pass issued by state or military authorities. Four companies of state militia are proceeding from Trenton to Grover's Mill and uh, will aid in the evacuation of homes within the range of military operations. Thank you. You have just been listening to General Montgomery Smith commanding the state militia at Trenton. In the meantime, further details of the catastrophe at Grover's Mill are coming in. The strange creatures, after unleashing their deadly assault, crawled back in their pit and made no attempt to prevent the efforts of the firemen to recover the bodies and extinguish the fire. The combined fire departments of Mercer County are fighting the flames which menace the entire countryside. We have been unable to establish any contact with our mobile unit at Grover's Mill, but we hope to be able to return you there at the earliest possible moment. In the meantime, we take you to... Just one moment, please. Ladies and gentlemen, I have just been informed that we have finally established communication with an eyewitness of the tragedy. Professor Pearson has been located at a farmhouse near Grover's Mill where he has established an emergency observation post. As a scientist, he will give you his explanation of the calamity. The next voice you hear will be that of Professor Pearson, brought to you by Direct Wire. Professor Pearson. Of the creatures in the rocket cylinder at Grover's Mill, I can give you no authoritative information, either as to their nature, their origin, or their purposes here on Earth. Of their destructive instrument, I might venture some conjectural explanation. For want of a better term, I shall refer to the mysterious weapon as a heat ray. It's all too evident that these creatures have scientific knowledge far in advance of our own. It's my guess that in some way they are able to generate an intense heat in a chamber of practically absolute non-conductivity. This intense heat they project in a parallel beam against any object they choose by means of a polished parabolic mirror of unknown composition, much as the mirror of a lighthouse projects a beam of light. That, that is my conjecture of the origin of the heat ray. Thank you, Professor Pearson. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a bulletin from Trenton. It is a brief statement informing us that the charred body of Carl Phillips has been identified in the Trenton Hospital. Now, here's another bulletin from Washington, D.C., the office of the director of the National Red Cross reports 10 units of Red Cross emergency workers have been assigned to the headquarters of the state militia, stationed outside of Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Here's a bulletin from State Police, Princeton Junction. The fires at Grover's Mill and vicinity are now under control. Scouts report all quiet in the pit, and there is no sign of life appearing from the mouth of the cylinder. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special statement from Mr. Harry McDonald, vice president in charge of operations. We have received a request from the state militia of Trenton to place at their disposal our entire broadcasting facility. In view of the gravity of the situation, believing that radio has a responsibility to serve in the public interest at all times, we are turning over our facilities to the state militia at Trenton. We take you now to the field headquarters of the state militia near Grover's Mill, New Jersey. This is Captain Lansing of the Signal Corps attached to the state militia, now engaged in military operations in the vicinity of Grover's Mill. Situation arising from the reported presence of certain individuals of unidentified nature is now under complete control. The cylindrical object lies in a pit directly below our position, surrounded on all sides by eight battalions of infantry, without heavy field pieces, but adequately armed with rifles and machine guns. All cause for alarm, if such cause ever existed, is now entirely unjustified. Things, whatever they are, do not even venture to poke their heads above the pit. You see their hiding place plainly in the glare of the searchlights here. With all their reported resources, these creatures can scarcely stand up against heavy machine gun fire. Anyway, it's an interesting outing for the troops. I can make out their cocky uniforms crossing back and forth in front of the lights. Looks almost like a real war. 
There appears to be some slight smoke in the woods bordering the Millstone River. Probably fire started by campers. Well, uh, we ought to see some action soon. One of the companies is deploying on the left flank. A quick thrust and it'll all be over. Now, wait a minute, I see something on top of the cylinder. No, no, it's nothing but a shadow. Now the troops are on the edge of the Wilmoth Farm. 7,000 armed men closing in on an old metal tube. A tub, rather. Well, wait, that wasn't a shadow, it's something moving. Solid metal, kind of a shield-like affair rising up out of the cylinder. Going higher and higher. But it's, it's standing on legs, actually rearing up on a sort of metal framework. Now it's reaching above the trees and the searchlights are on it. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a grave announcement to make. Incredible as it may seem, both the observations of science and the evidence of our eyes lead to the inescapable assumption that those strange beings who landed in the Jersey farmlands tonight are the vanguard of an invading army from the planet Mars. The battle which took place tonight at Grover Mills has ended in one of the most startling defeats ever suffered by an army in modern times. 7,000 men armed with rifles and machine guns pitted against a single fighting machine of the invaders from Mars, 120 known survivors. The rest strewn over the battle area from Grover's Mill to Plainsboro, crushed and trampled to death under the metal feet of the monster or burned to cinders by its heat ray. The monster is now in control of the middle section of New Jersey and has effectively cut the state through its center. Communication lines are down from Pennsylvania to the Atlantic Ocean. Railroad tracks are torn and service from New York to Philadelphia discontinued except routing some of the trains through Allerton and Phoenixville. Highways to the north, south, and west are clogged with frantic human traffic. Police and army reserves are unable to control the mad flight. By morning, the fugitives will have swelled Philadelphia, Camden, and Trenton, is estimated to twice their normal population. Martial law prevails throughout New Jersey and eastern Pennsylvania. At this time, we take you to Washington for a special broadcast on the national emergency. The Secretary of the Interior. Citizens of the nation, I shall not try to conceal the gravity of the situation that confronts the country, nor the concern of your government in protecting the lives and property of its people. However, I wish to impress upon you, private citizens and public officials, all of you, the urgent need of calm and resourceful action. Fortunately, this formidable enemy is still confined to a comparatively small area, and we may place our faith in the military forces to keep them there. In the meantime, placing our faith in God, we must continue the performance of our duties, each and every one of us, so that we may confront this destructive adversary with a nation united, courageous, and consecrated to the preservation of human supremacy on this earth. I thank you. You have just heard the Secretary of the Interior speaking from Washington. Bulletins too numerous to read are piling up in the studio here. We're informed that the central portion of New Jersey is blacked out from radio communication due to the effect of the heat ray upon power lines and electrical equipment. Here's a special bullet in New York. Cables have been received from English, French, and German scientific bodies offering assistance. Astronomers report continued gas outbursts at regular intervals on the planet Mars. The majority voiced the opinion that the enemy will be reinforced by additional rocket machines. There have been several attempts made to locate Professor Pearson of Princeton, who has observed Martians at close range. It is feared he was lost in the recent battle. Langham Field, Virginia. Scouting planes report three Martian machines visible above treetops, moving north toward Somerville with population fleeing ahead of them. The heat ray is not in use, although advancing at express train speed, invaders pick their way carefully. They seem to be making a conscious effort to avoid destruction of cities and countryside. However, they stop to uproot power lines, bridges, and railroad tracks. Their apparent objective is to crush resistance, paralyze communication, and disorganize human society. Here is a bulletin from Basking Ridge, New Jersey. Coon hunters have stumbled on a second cylinder similar to the first, 
embedded in the Great Swamp 20 miles south of Marstown. Army field pieces are proceeding from Newark to blow up the second invading unit before the cylinder can be opened and the fighting machine rigged. They're taking up a position in the foothills of Watchung Mountain. Another, another, another Bolton from Langham Field, Virginia. Scouting planes report enemy machines now three in number, increasing speed northward, kicking over houses and trees in their evident haste to form a conjunction with their allies south of Marstown. Machines also sighted by telephone operator east of Middlesex within 10 miles of Plainfield. Here's a bulletin from Winston Field, Long Island. A fleet of army bombers carrying heavy explosives flying north in pursuit of enemy. Scouting planes act as guides. They keep the speeding enemy in sight. Just a moment, please, ladies and gentlemen. We've, uh, we've run special wires to the artillery line in adjacent villages to give you direct reports in the zone of the advancing enemy. First, we take you to the battery of the 22nd Field Artillery, located in the Watching Mountains. Range 32 meters. 32 meters. Section 39 degrees. 39 degrees. Fire! 40 yards to the right, sir. Shift range, 31 meters. 31 meters. Projection, 37 degrees. 37 degrees. Fire! Yes. Hit the disciple of one of them. Stop. The others are trying to repair it. Quick, get the range. Shift, 50, 30 meters. 30 meters. Projection, 27 degrees. 27 degrees. Fire! Lancer, setting off a smoke. What is it? This way. Go to the ground. Fast. Put on gas mask. 30 to file. 50 to 24 meters. 24 meters. Protection 24 degrees. 24 degrees. Fire. I can't see, sir. No coming nearer. Get the rain. Lieutenant Bolt, commanding eight bombers, reporting to Commander Fairfax Langham Field. This is Bolt reporting to Commander Fairfax Langham Field. Enemy tripod machines now in sight, reinforced by three machines from the Marstown Cylinder, six altogether. One machine partially crippled, believed hit by shell from Army gun in Wachung Mountains, and now appear silent. A heavy black fog hanging close to the earth of extreme density, nature unknown. No sign of heat ray. Enemy now turns east, crossing Passaic River into the Jersey marshes. Another straddles the Pulaski Skyway. Evident objective is New York City. They're pushing down a high-tension power station. Machines are close together now, and we're ready to attack. Planes circling, ready to strike. Thousand yards, and we'll be over the first. Eight hundred yards. Six hundred. Four hundred. Two hundred. There they go. Fat arm raised. Green flash. They're spraying us with flame. 2,000 feet. Engines are giving out. No chance to release bombs. Only one thing left. Drop on them. Plane and all. We're diving on the first one. Now the engine's gone. Eight. This is Bayonne, New Jersey, calling Langham Field. Bayonne, New Jersey, calling Langham Field. Come in, please. Langham Field. Go ahead. Eight Army bombers in engagement with enemy tripod machines over Jersey Flats. Engines incapacitated by heat ray. All crashed. One enemy machine destroyed. Enemy now discharging heavy black smoke in direction of... Newark, 
calling state kill, 2X to L, calling state kill, 2X to L, calling 8X3R, come in, please. 8X3R, coming back at 2X to L. How's reception? How's reception? Hey, please. Where are you, 8X3R? What's the matter? Where are you? I'm speaking from the roof of broadcasting building. I'm speaking from the roof of broadcasting building, New York City. The bells you hear are ringing to warn the people to evacuate the city as Martians approach. Estimated in the last two hours, three million people have moved out along the roads to the north. Hutchison River Parkway is still kept open for motor traffic. Boyd bridges to Long Island, hopelessly jammed. All communication with Jersey Shore closed ten minutes ago. No more defenses. Our army is wiped out. Artillery, Air Force, everything wiped out. Maybe the last broadcast. We'll stay here to the end. People are holding service here below us, the cathedral. Now I look down the harbor, all, all manner of boats, overloaded with fleeing population, pulling out from docks. Streets are all jammed. Noise and crowds like New Year's Eve in city. Wait a minute, the, the enemy is now in sight above the Palisades. Five, five great machines. First one is... Crossing the river, I can see it from here, wading, wading the Hudson like a man wading through a brook. A bulletin is handed me. Martian cylinders are falling all over the country. One outside of Buffalo, one in Chicago, St. Louis. Seem to be timed in space. Now the first machine reaches the shore. He stands watching, looking over the city. Steel cowlish head is even with his skyscrapers. He waits for the others to rise like a line of new towers on the city's west side. Now they're lifting their metal hands. This is the end now. Smoke comes out, black smoke drifting over the city. People in the streets see it now. They're running toward the East River, thousands of them, dropping in like rats. Now the smoke's spreading faster, it's reached Times Square. People are trying to run away from it, but it's no use. They, they're falling like flies. Now the smoke's crossing 6th Avenue, 5th Avenue, a, a hundred yards away. to a CBS presentation of Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the Air in an original dramatization of The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells. The performance will continue after a brief intermission. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. The War of the Worlds by H.G. Wells, starring Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the Air. Obsessed by the thought that I may be the last living man on earth. 
Hiding in this empty house near Grover's Mill. Small island of daylight cut off by the black smoke from the rest of the world. All that happened before the arrival of these monstrous creatures in the world now seems part of another life. Life that has no continuity with the present. Furtive existence of the lonely derelict who pencils these words on the back of some astronomical notes bearing the signature of Richard Pearson. Look down at my blackened hand. Try to connect them with a professor who lives at Princeton and who on the night of October 20th glimpsed through his telescope an orange splash of light on a distant planet. My wife, my colleagues, my students, my books, observatory, my world. Where are they? Did they ever exist? Am I Richard Pearson? Days, two days exist without calendars. This time pass when there are no human hands left to wind the clocks. Writing down my daily life, I tell myself I shall preserve human history between the dark covers of this little book that was meant to record the movements of the stars. To write, I must live, and to live, I must eat. Find moldy bread in the kitchen, an orange, not boiled to swallow. Watch at the window. Time to time, I catch sight of a Martian above the black smoke. Smoke still holds the house in its black coil, but thanks to sound. And suddenly I see a Martian mounted on his machine, playing the air with a jet of steam as if to dissipate the smoke. I watch in a corner as his huge metal legs nearly brush against the house. Exhausted by terror, I fall asleep. Morning. Sun streams in the window. A black cloud of gas is lifted, and the scorched meadows to the north look as though a black snowstorm is I venture from the house. I make my way to a road. No traffic. In a wrecked car, baggage overturned, the blackened skeleton, push on north. For some reason, I feel safer trailing these monsters than running away from them. And I keep a careful watch. I've seen the Martian feed. If one of their machines appear over the top of trees, I'm ready to fling myself flat on the earth. Come to a chestnut tree. That's the right. Fill my pockets. Two days I wander in a vague, motherly direction through a desolate world. Finally, I notice a living creature, a small red squirrel in a beech tree. I stare at him and wonder. He stares back at me. I believe at that moment the animal and I shared the same emotion. Joy of finding another living being. Push on north. I find dead cows in a brackish field and beyond the charred ruins of a dairy in a silo. Ain't standing guard over the wasteland like a lighthouse. Deserted, but tried the silo, purchased a weathercock. The arrow points north. North. Next day I come to a city. City... Vaguely familiar in its contours, yet its building strangely dwarfed and leveled off as if a giant had sliced off its highest towers with a capricious sweep of its end. Reached the outskirts on Newark. Newark, undemolished but humbled by some whim of the advancing Martians. Presently, with an odd feeling of being watched, I caught sight of something crouching in a doorway. I made a step towards it. Rose up and became a man. Man, armed with a large knife. I come from... Many places. A long time ago, from Princeton. Princeton, near Grover's Mill. Yes. Grover's Mill. <laughs> There's no food here. This is my country. All this end of town down the river. There's only food for one. That's where you're going. I don't know. I guess I'm looking for people. What was that? Did we hear something just then? No. Only a bird. A live bird. Get to know that birds have shadows these days. Hey, we're in the open here. Let's crawl in this doorway here and talk. Have you seen any Martians? No. Ah, they're going over to New York. Night, the sky's alive with their lights. Just as if people were still living. Daylight, you can't see them. Five days ago, a couple of them carried something big across the flats from the airport. I think they're learning how to fly. Fly? Yeah, fly. 
Then it's all over with humanity. Stranger, there's still you and I. Two of us left. Got themselves in solid. They wrecked the greatest country in the world. Those green stars, they're probably falling somewhere every night. They've only lost one machine. There isn't anything to do. We're done. We're licked. Where were you? You're in a uniform. Yeah, what's left of it? I was in the militia. National Guard. <laughs> That's good. There wasn't any war. Any more than there's war between men and ants. Yes, but we're eatable ants. I found that out. What'll they do to us? I thought it all out. Right now, we're caught as we're wanted. Martian only has to go a few miles to get a crowd on the run. They won't keep on doing that. They'll begin catching us systematic-like, keeping the best and storing us in cages and things. They haven't begun on us yet. Not begun? Not begun. All that's happened so far is because we don't have sense enough to keep quiet, bothering them with guns and such stuff and losing our heads and rushing off in crowds. Ah, instead of our rushing around blind, we've got to fix ourselves up, fix ourselves up according to the way things are now. Cities, nations, civilization, progress. Yes, but if that's so... What is there to live for? Well, there won't be any more concerts for a million years or so, and no nice little dinners at restaurants. If it's amusement you're after, I guess the game's up. What is there left? Life, that's what. I want to live. Yeah, and so do you. We're not going to be exterminated. I don't mean to be caught either. Tamed and fattened and bred like an ox. Do. What's going on? Right under their feet. I got a plan. We men as men are finished. We don't know enough. We got to learn plenty before we got a chance. We've got to live and keep free while we learn, see? I've thought it all out, see? Well, tell me the rest. Well, it isn't all of us that are like the wild beast. That's what it got to, what it got to be. That's why I watched you. Watched you. All those little office workers that used to live in these houses, they'd be no good. They haven't any stuff in them. Run. Run off to work. I've seen hundreds of them running to catch their commuter's train in the morning. Afraid they could can if they didn't. Running back at night. Afraid they wouldn't be in time for dinner. Lives insured and a little invested in case of accident. Yeah, and on Sundays, worried about the hereafter. Martians, they'll be a godsend to those guys. Nice, roomy cages. Good food, careful breeding, no worries. Yeah, after a week or so of chasing around the fields on empty stomachs, they'll come and be glad to be caught. You've thought it all out, haven't you? Sure, I bet I have. That isn't all. These Martians are going to make pets us, train them to do tricks. Who knows, get sentimental over the pet boy who grew up and had to be killed. Yeah, some maybe. They'll train to hunt us. Oh, no. Yes, they will. There's men who do it gladly. Me, Mike. Meantime, you and I and others like it, where are we to live when the Martians own the earth? All figured out. Live underground. I've been thinking about the sewers. Under New York, there are miles and miles of them. The main ones, they're big enough for anybody. And they're cellars, vaults, underground storerooms, railway tunnels, subways. Begin to see them. They've got a bunch of strong men together. No weak. That rubbish. Out. As you meant me to go. You a chance. Won't quarrel about that. Go on. You've got to make safe places for us to stay in. Get all the books we can. Science books. That's where men like you come in, see? We raid the museums. We'll even spy on the Martian. May not be so much we have to learn before... Just imagine this. Four or five of their own fighting machines suddenly start off. Heat rays right and left. Not a Martian in them. Not a Martian in them, see? But men... Men who've learned the way how. May even be in our time. See, imagine having one of them lovely things with its heat ray wide and free. We'd turn it on Martians. We'd turn it on men. We'd bring everybody down on their knees. That's your plan. Yeah. You, me, more. We'd own the world. I see. Hey, go on. Not to your world. Bye, stranger. 
Well, after parting with the artilleryman, I came at last to the Holland Tunnel, entered that silent tube, anxious to know the fate of the great city on the other side of the Hudson. Cautiously, I came out of the tunnel and made my way up Canal Street, reached 14th Street, and there again were black powder and several bodies and an evil, ominous smell from the gratings of the cellars of some of the houses. I wandered up through the 30s and 40s, stood alone on Times Square, caught sight of a lean dog running down 7th Avenue with a piece of dark brown meat in Jaws, pack of starving mongrels, skilled, made a wide circle around me as though he feared I might prove a fresh competitor. Walked up Broadway in the direction of that strange powder, past silent shop windows, displaying their mute wares to empty sidewalks. Past the Capitol Theater, silent, dark, past a shooting gallery where a row of empty guns faced an arrested line of wooden ducks. Near Columbus Circle. I noticed models of 1939 motor cars in the showrooms facing empty streets. Over the top of the General Motors building, I watched a flock of black birds circling in the sky. Hurried on. Suddenly, I caught sight of the hood of a Martian machine, standing somewhere in Central Park, gleaming in the late afternoon sun. Same idea. I, I, I rushed recklessly across Columbus Circle and into the park. I, I climbed a small hill above the pond at 60th Street, and from there I could see, standing in a silent row along the mall, Nineteen of those great metal titans, their cowls empty, their steel arms hanging listlessly by their sides. I looked in vain for the monsters that inhabit those machines. Suddenly my eyes were attracted to the immense flock of black birds that hovered directly below me. They circled to the ground, and there before my eyes, dark and silent, lay the Martians with the hungry birds pecking and tearing brown shreds of flesh at dead bodies. Later, when their bodies were examined in laboratories, it was found that they were killed by the putrefactive and diseased bacteria against which their systems were unprepared. Plain, after all, man's defenses had failed. For the humblest thing that God, as wisdom, has put upon this earth. Before the cylinder fell, there was general persuasion that through all the deep space, no life existed beyond the petty surface of our minute sphere. Now we see further... Dim and wonderful is the vision I've conjured up in my mind of life spreading slowly from this little seedbed of the solar system throughout the inanimate vastnesses of sidereal space. But remote dream, maybe. maybe that the destruction of the Martians is only a reprieve to them and not to us. The future ordained, perhaps. Ah, strange it now seems to sit in my peaceful study at Princeton, writing down this last chapter of the record. Gun at a deserted farm in Grover's Hill. Strange to watch children playing in the streets. Strange to see young people strolling on the green where the new spring grass heals the last black scars of a bruiser. Strange to watch the sightseers enter the museum where the dissembled parts of a Martian machine are kept on public view. Strange when I recall the time when I first saw it. Bright, clean cut, hard, silent, under the dawn of that last. This is Orson Welles, ladies and gentlemen, out of character to assure you that the War of the Worlds has no further significance than as the holiday offering it was intended to be. Mercury Theater's own radio version of dressing up in a sheet and jumping out of a bush and saying boo. Starting now, we couldn't soap all your windows and seal all your garden gates by tomorrow night, so we did the best next thing. 
We annihilated the world before your very ears and utterly destroyed the CBS. You will be relieved, I hope, to learn that we didn't mean it and that both institutions are still open for business. So goodbye, everybody, and remember, please, for the next day or so, the terrible lesson you learned tonight. That grinning, glowing, globular invader of your living room is an inhabitant of the pumpkin patch, and if your doorbell rings and nobody's there, that was no Martian. It's Halloween. Tonight, the Columbia Broadcasting System and its affiliated stations coast to coast has brought you The War of the World by H.G. Wells the 17th in its weekly series of dramatic broadcasts featuring Orson Welles and the Mercury Theatre on the air. Next week, we present a dramatization of three famous short stories. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.